You will notice that every episode of Monkeys Took My Jetpack contains an explicit tag, meaning there may be language which would be unsuitable for work or for children. This time, we mean it. You've been warned. Good evening or good afternoon, and thank you for downloading Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 65. Yes, we can now take senior discounts. Or we now get senior discounts. I don't know what kind of senior discounts podcasts would get, but by God, if there are any, we got them. So, what have we got in store for you this issue? Well, we are, as has been the case for quite some time, giving you sessions of our Dresden Files game. And, yes, I said sessions, because this time around, we have two of them. For whatever reason, one was cut short, and so we decided to combine these, the 18th and 19th session, or sessions, into one mega session. So that's what we did, and that's what you get to hear now. Cast, as always, includes... Trilobite as our awesome game master. Yours truly, Blind Geek as cop turned cabbie, David Mercury. Josh as the do it yourself wizard, Ezra Crookland. And Thunderstep as Gollum Extraordinaire. That's G O L E M, not G O L L U M. Adam Dipple. Together they fight the forces of evil in the form of. The Castodon Yontic. So, without further ado, grab a cup, bottle, glass, or can of your favorite beverage. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Monkeys took my jetpack, issue number 65. Bookends. So as your partners are making phone calls to the police while standing on a carpet still tacky with drying human blood. Oh, that's right. We were calling to let them know they need to get down here because of all the shit that's gone down. You were receiving a full tour of the manor, as in stately Wayne. This thing is like three stories, 12 bedrooms, you know, big common room. Stately Wayne manure. That kind of thing. Yeah, and I had just talked with the uh, Turlianshi. Everything's Copa with him. Wonders why I don't write anymore. <laughs> Thin veil, but everything actually seems very safe. So I actually think I was done here. I can't think. Oh, I was actually going to yeah, check you were out taking the house. The tour. Actually, yeah, I was actually. I haven't checked out the house in any mundane fashion yet. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Make sure their support beams are proper and everything, and there's no gas leakage. <laughs> S- some of the rooms are still closed off. There's sheets over the furniture and that kind of thing. Other rooms are being repaired. The whole house smells of fresh wood when there's carpentry being done. That yeah, wood that dust w- smell and rosin in the air. And unless you have other plans, it sounds like 
Miss Carraway's idea is that you should get acquainted with the island, maybe lay out on the sun deck, relax a little bit, take a um, dip in the chin. It's cold, but it's the Pacific. You're probably used to that. The other guys are out doing what? They're out. Oh, actually, they were going to check on something, you know. But how important gonna, is it really? They're going to go check on the anuboids. Make yeah. sure that whatever we thought was the egg was destroyed. Yeah, They'll probably that's... call if it's important, won't they? I don't have a phone. Oh, I'm just playing your inner conscience here. I know. I absolutely know what you're doing. Yeah, because I'm more inclined just to hang out at Sun Deck and chill for a bit. But I've got friends that may not be going into danger area, and I'm having it easy. They made the choices they made. That is true. I'm not their mothers. Yeah, wouldn't you really be sort of undermining their independence? Kind of, kind of patronizing them, really. If you went sniffing around after them? Yeah, I could be. You know what? I should probably at least call and check in. Do they have a working phone on this island? They do, in fact. All right. They've got some right here. Will it be working after you're done using it? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I'm going to at least do the effort to call and make sure everything's okay. Make sure they're not in a running gun battle anywhere. So immediately after hanging up, David, your phone rings again. It's scratchy. There's a ghost voice. Every problem you can imagine. You know when you can faintly hear other conversations? You you might want to get that. He probably did. He's just muted. Okay. Oh, shit. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Everybody take a drink. You know what? I'm going to go get some rum and take a drink. (laughs) You guys have a conversation. I'm no longer pissed off at the end of this. Yay. Yes, he I thought that relaxed. was the last session. I am all relaxed, yeah. No, yeah. at the end of that session. Wait, what? At I... the end of that session. Oh, okay. No right, right. So you're... Beginning of this session. Okay, right. So yeah, as I said three times and didn't get a response, I got to change that ringtone. Well, it's not me. It's some unknown phone call. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. It says caller unknown. I'm not going to answer that. Probably. Or a private call or whatever. I don't... No, I won't do that to you. Okay, I'll answer the... <laughs> Don't do that to me. It's your problem. <laughs> you don't show You don't answer up. I'm like, oh, I guess he's fine then. They'd answer if there was trouble. Mercury. Hey, Mercury. It's Ezra. Oh, what's going on? Oh, nothing. Just checking out the place. Looks really nice. Are you guys doing all right? Pretty standard day around here. We came upon a grizzly murder scene and... Uh... Someone murdered a grizzly bear? Yeah, that's what happened. Ezra, those aren't citizens. You can't be murdered. You're Ezra. Yeah, I told you that. What the hell? This phone line is just all screwed up. I would say we need to reconnect on this line, but I know this is you, so that's not going to do any good. Yeah, we have encountered, he said, trying vigorously to remember everything that happened last time. We have encountered a, let's see, the guy was hanging from the... You stand there looking right at his naked, drained corpse. He's chained to the ceiling, ankles through his hooks. That's right. More chains through his wrists which are tied to or uh, weighted down to the floor. We got a guy hanging here. He's uh, weighted to the floor, and he's upside down, and it's, yeah. Oh, my God, is he dead? Yeah, I I would hope so. If he's not, there's a whole other series of problems we have to deal with. He hasn't been looking for human brains that I'm aware of, so I would assume he's dead, yes. In our line of business, that's a win. (laughs) Yeah, I got the... All right, well, where, where are you at? Are you at the... Wait. There wasn't a dead body at the office building we were at. Where are you? We are in Shell Beach. Shell Beach? Yeah. What the hell are you doing in Shell Beach? Uh, the Lord told me to come here. Did he now? Yep. That's another thing. I thought so. We were bored. There was nothing at the office building, so we just decided... There was nothing at the office building, so the voice in your head said, come to Shell Beach. Come to Shell Beach. Well, you did find a murder. Yeah. And they can oh. just take a look at the pool, and we never know what I'm going to get some of the hookah. Was that Boss Hog? What the what hell? The 
fuck was that? Line problems. Oh. All right. Well, hang tight. I'll, I'll get there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause, uh, this is, I'm getting very strange interference on this line here. Yeah. Go figure. All right. He's getting quieter and quieter now. So long. See you later. Bye. 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 I'll hang it up. It's gonna. He didn't even Look. get an address from us, so good luck finding Shell us. Shell Beach. I'll find it's... you. How big can Shell Beach be? How big, how, how big can Shell Beach be? It's not that big. You remember it's a little town north on the one, you these, think? These two are fairly obvious, especially Adam. There's a soft knock on the door to the sunroom you're in. Yes. Moselle slides the door open, peers around the corner. Everything okay? Ah, oh, I see. A heavy sigh. Looks like my friends are lost without me again. I gotta, I gotta take off. But this place looks great, and I'm definitely gonna recommend that the Paranetters hang out here. Come, come here. But I, I gotta take off. I got, I got business, business calls. And what do you think about? Oh, I think it's Anna, right? The Mercury girl. Do you think she'd like it here? I can't see why she wouldn't. They got deer. Kids like deer, right? Yeah, dolphins. Uh, they're swimming in the Pacific. Oh, girls, girls love dolphins. Yeah, it's like a Bella Sarah painting. They come right up to you. So, really? Okay. Well, yeah. Do you need to come back or go back? I mean, yeah. Looks like I do. Okay. Obviously, well, obviously disappointed. I'll Friends call Sam me. and get it set up. Um, should we just drop you off at the marina, or do you need to go somewhere else? Can you take me to Shell Beach? Uh, sure, actually. I assume Shell Beach is on the water, being a beach. Yeah, no problem. That would be great. And come to think of it, we've got some people up there who's supposed to be doing some work with the bird sanctuary. I should probably go myself. You don't mind the company, do you? Absolutely not. She smiles, and uh, then you guys are on your way. All right. So, back at the house. Yo. Two of you are standing there in the midst of this crime scene. You think maybe we should move off the blood? I mean, <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know, you're the cop and all. I mean, yeah, I think that's a good. I think we would have done that. The footprints all over. There. I think we would have done wash, that before. Wash, now. Yeah, that's a fair point. It's just it's like a hurricane hit this room. I mean, everything is just smashed to flinders. The only relatively intact thing is this man and the chains, and then you know, there's those handprints all over the place. Yeah, you know, like. Got my little notebook and all the notes, uh, translations as best as we can. We're still trying to figure out, all right, is this like evil angel, good angel? What what are we thinking here? Oh, that's right. Okay, thank you. It's all coming back to me now. Yeah, that's right. We're, we got the thing about Gabriel or the... the Azrael. Azrael. No, Gabriel. What the fuck? Okay. Gabriel is the prophecy. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Also, evil angel is my favorite porn studio, but go on. I'll have to look that up no, make a side note of that. I can't remember what they do. I just know that they've done stuff. Yeah, that's. I'm like, huh, yeah, that sounds right, but uh, I don't remember. <clears throat> I should look it up before I get myself in trouble. What the hell did I do? Oh, oh, not my favorite. Anyway, moving like, on. Let me clarify, not my favorite. Oh, okay. Oh, well, okay, never mind. <laughs> just, just one I've run across. Oh, you said it was your Wait. No, I was I was making a joke, and then I realized I should probably see exactly what they do before I <laughs> before I give them my thumbs up, so to speak. I'm like, all right, well, that's one for the editing there, uh, Blanky. <laughs> so, what are you guys doing? Um, well, we're we're moving off of the. Is is David done freaking out and is justifiably holy rage? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I'm at my 
I don't think I can, I don't think I can squeeze another fate point out of that. So yeah. Um, I don't know. You are a former police officer turned cabbie. And this is a crime scene. It could be valuable information here, he said, holding out a fate point. Don't you hate it when he does it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I take the, I'll take i take the fate point because I'm down to two right now, so I would like to get... All right, hang on, Adam. Let's uh, let, Before we get yeah. too far off here, let's see if I can basically do their job for them. And well, you're the, you're the cop, man. I mean, I'm. let's face it, I'm muscle. And you're very good at it, too. I'm going to start calling you Jane. Yeah, don't. <laughs> After after the reception Firefly got from this group last week, I'll just, uh, yeah, which is kind of why I said it in the first place. Okay, so let's see. Yeah, I'm looking. Well, the evidence is all over the place, unless you have, like, a DNA sampler to tell us exactly who this poor schmuck was. You saw blood spatter and all that stuff that probably would tell a story. It's just you kind of marched past it okay, well, to get to where you were going. You I were a little ticked. Yeah, I'm going to go through a little bit more. And I I could tell you the story that I got from it, but you're the cop, so, I mean, you'd be able to develop a hell of a lot better idea than I would. Well, let's, i got to start from somewhere. Let's get the... There was a firefight! <laughs> <laughs> there was a murder here! Thank you for clarifying yeah. that. And there's someone's here. responsible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, short someone, about <laughs> kid size, could whoop some ass, and did. Gruesomely. That's right. And we have the uh, little, that's right, the little tiny footprints. And mm-hmm. handprints. And handprints. Okay. That looked like, yeah. So there's that. Uh, I'm going to, yeah, now that I, I'm over my emotional temper tantrum, I'm going to go and uh, kind of look more observantly over this uh, this blood. We got the hole in the ceiling. In fact, I need to get my dice out because I have a feeling, oh, there All they right. are from last week. It's a miracle they're still sitting there. Mm-hmm. Could just, be a good time for a roll. Go ahead, though, Thunderstep. I'm sorry. Just what I remember is that there's a hole in the ceiling. Yeah, there's blood and stuff all over the place in the kitchen. Looked like somebody's head connected with the counter at some point. Mm-hmm. And then essentially big bloody path leading back into the room that we were in, standing on evidence. Mm-hmm. With the dude chained up in the room and, and blood and shit all over the place. Because I remember Adam was trying to take a look at stuff, but he was, you know, basically... Some motherfucker must die marching down the hallway. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to put that on a shirt. <laughs> Some motherfucker okay. must die. I used to have a patch that said, son of a bitch must pay. <laughs> I think that's going to be Prometheus Jones's new slogan when when I play him next time. By old Jack. Yep, it had what's-his-name's face on there, Jack Burton. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Son of a bitch yep. must bitch pay. Must pay. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could use the phrase Renaissance crackers. That was <laughs> that is a good one. That was it's also my favorite porn studio. <laughs> Renaissance. It's all, per- it's all period pieces. It, okay, not oh god. Oh, careful. <laughs> Let's just get out of this cycle right now. <laughs> <laughs> this vicious cycle we're in. Just a phase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's in oh, the blood, but we have to get out. Yeah, let's just once a month and we'll be fine. So. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Let's get the ebb and flow back into the game. All right. Okay. It sounds like you rolled some dice there. I did. I got a plus one. Uh, my investigation, which I think is what I should be using here, if I remember. If I understand the definition of that skill correctly, it's kind of iffy because... I remember yeah, going around looking at clues and okay. stuff. That's what we yeah. use it for. 
skill, skill. Oh, there we go. It is an average skill, so that would make it uh, plus two at this point. Okay. Well, it looks as though your large friend's description and your initial conclusions upon viewing the scene were accurate. Here's the story as far as you can piece it together. This man, Caucasian male, little bit taller than average, light build, was in the kitchen, probably looking into the refrigerator when the assailant came in through the ceiling. That's right, and grabbed him. Yeah, grabbed him, dragged him back over the counter by his hair. Right. Hit his head against the far side of the counter just above the eyebrow, stunning him, putting blood in his eyes. Then dragged him back. At one point, he got free for a second, and it looks like the assailant very neatly put a slit in a major artery, probably the femoral artery on the inside of the leg. There's one splash of arterial blood, and after that, it looks like someone, maybe the victim, clamped down on it because there's the kind of bleeding you would expect to see with someone holding it really hard but not having tourniqueted it or treated it or anything. Hmm. At another point, there's a little pool and some drag marks and handprints. It looks as though the assailant dropped the victim and then let him get about halfway down the hallway before grabbing him and dragging him back. So we're dealing with someone who has some semblance, I guess, of honor? How do you figure honor? It looks like he was fucking playing with the guy. Well, he let him get a fighting... He let him have a fighting chance before he clobbered him. That's not fighting chance. That's letting it, you know, letting the prey run back a little bit before grabbing him and dragging him back. And look where this guy ultimately ended up. That's not honor. That's someone fucking with you. Well, that's... Okay. Fair point. Then you're assailant, and here it becomes clear because you've got a couple handprints on the door, some near the... or on the walls near the door. That clearly is... Someone the size and build of a um, seven, eight-year-old girl was the person doing all this. Drag the victim through the door, and, well, you've got the results you see here. Yep. Bled him slowly and carefully. You know, very neat, light incisions, just uh, enough to produce a lot of bleeding, but uh, not empty amount. Probably took him a couple hours to die. Jeez, I have a hard time looking at this and believing the guy who did this is 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 on our side. Never said he was. That was just one hopeful idea. I yeah. No, I, I know. I'm just... Yeah. All right, well, let's wait for the boys in blue to get here and we can... How about we get out of the room, though? Well, I mean, yeah, I'm not... I just mean we're going to stick around this vicinity. All right. I was going to say, I don't know about you. I don't feel like pulling up a chair with a dude hanging <sighs> from the ceiling. Oh, come on, it's just blood. Pull out my bacon bagel cream cheese thing. No, I'm just kidding, I don't have one. Start eating it right there. Hey, you want some? Doesn't bug me, man. You were the one flipping out earlier. I wasn't flipping out because of the... All right, let's get out of here. Are you guys leaving the house all together or what? Yeah, we're just going to... You want to wait on the front porch or what? Either on the you front. know Nelson's on his way, and he's good with this kind of stuff. Yeah, so care of. I think we're pretty okay to... I'd like to stick her... Sorry. No reflection on the game. I'd like to stick around until we see them driving up, at least. That's okay. fine. So. It's just this... you got to admit, this is a hell of a detour from the stuff that we were changing, chasing around. 
we, were, we weren't exactly getting any results from what we were doing before, so... Well, I think you're right. I think you destroyed the egg in the Anubis place. The problem is is that we still don't know if what the eggs look like, if they're consistent in size and shape, or can appear as any damn thing they need to be. You know, we got a lot of problems with that. Yeah. And now we have a rogue angel, or at least something that's calling itself an angel... Well, we got some pretty damn strong evidence. Anything they can drop in through the ceiling and then whip out gold and silver chains with, you know, the language of angels on them to string somebody up. Yeah, it's a little hard to refute that. <laughs> yeah, but, all right, you would know this better than I would. And here I'm referencing your holy powers. How often do angels fall? Exactly 13 times. It just depends on the gravity of the situation. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, you know it's happened exactly 13 times. It, oh, I thought you were joking. It has happened 13 times so far. So are we looking at number 14 here? Uh, either that or this is Fallout from number 13 still. Oh, well, pardon the pun there. That was unintentional for once. Yeah. You're in the shadow of the old nuclear reactor. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're... I think we need to hit the books. Van comes pulling up. Got a little watery logo on the side. Dependa Pools Swimming Pool and Spa Care Service. The hell? A pool cleaner, really? Guy right. steps out, like ridiculously handsome. Looks like a California model playing a pool cleaning guy. <laughs> Is this a fresh uniform? Set? Wait a minute. <laughs> he doesn't have the mustache. Fresh okay. uniform. Name tag says Curtis. He's looking at an electronic clipboard very confusedly. Sees you guys. Hey, uh, excuse me. Yeah. You live here? No. Okay. Um, do you have any idea where 34 Terrace Drive is? Because the stupid Garmin, it took me right here, but... Please tell me you said Terrace Drive, because I heard Terrorist Drive, and I thought, who in their right mind would, would put a house? Yeah, I know. That's what I heard on the phone, right? <laughs> and I was like, who would put that? But I figured it had to be Terrace Drive. Okay, Terrace Drive. Okay. I don't know. We're new. What street are we on right now? That's a good question. Oh, you guys are out at the end of like Flint Lane. Well, this is this is Flint Lane here. I I got no idea where Terrace Drive is. <sighs> okay. Well, thanks. Um, have a nice day and God bless, huh? Yeah. Well, who uh, who were you looking for? I, oh, I don't know. Okay. You don't. As just as that's all. Fried uh, thirty four Terrace Drive. Hmm. I look at I look at the number on the house. <laughs> yeah. Not, not even a last name. I mean, come on, California, huh? Yeah, what is the number on the house? 34. Is there, was there even a pool here? Yeah, there was a scummy-ass pool out back. Used to be a pool. This might be the place, but you don't want to go inside. Okay, well, look, did you guys call for a dependent pool? No, we, we no, but we... Okay, and this is not Terrace Drive. This is not Terrace Drive, this is number 34. 34, All right. Flint. Well, the Garmin's probably on the fritz again. Um, I'll call my office, get it straightened out anyway. God bless you both. Thanks a lot. But the name that you were looking up was as was it Azriel by any chance? He stops again. No, just as. Just why do you know as Miss As Mister As As? Like we we know Anne. Really known as As. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we know Anne As, and okay. there is a there is a pool out back. No, I hesitate to call it. There's an right, algae, right, algae right, farm out back. <laughs> Okay, you know what? I'm just going to call my office. Again, thank you very much. <laughs> All right. He walks off shaking his head. Fucking tourists. Do you... I, I'm looking at David. It's like, do you believe in coincidences? No. I'm a champion of God, Adam. I don't believe in coincidences. 
Why the fuck would a pool guy show up to a place to clean an area with uh, the name on the list as As? Yeah, I I know. That's odd. Maybe we better check out the pool. Lee, lay on, McDuff. Huh. The van turns, backs up. You see it's got a little bumper sticker, God is my co-pilot. He waves again, takes off. Take care. That's interesting, too. Via con Dios, I guess. I look up and say thanks and uh, head for the pool, such as it is. Does God normally drop hints like that? Sometimes. How the hell else do you think I know where to go half the time? Angels dressed as pool men dropping hints. Because there's no way in hell some dude named Curtis looks like <laughs> that and is cleaning pools. A gentle mist begins to fall from the heavily overcast skies. You step out. Backyard looks like something out of Jurassic Park. You know, don't go into the long grass. <laughs> oh, God. Other girl. <laughs> the, <laughs> there's Pokemon the pool in the long grass. Apparently has a pool cover on it. It's just now all sunk down below a couple inches of murky, algae-filled water. Uh, Dead frog in there. Hey, muscle. Yeah. I, I, back, I, I back away. This is your department. Yeah. I'll try and tug the pool cover <laughs> off. Oh, man. That's going to take a lot of work, but you can get it done. David, are you helping at all? Oh, do I? <laughs> at least grab a frickin' egg. <laughs> and there's like a dead frog in there. I, uh, The way I picture this, he doesn't until... Adam gets incredibly annoyed and says that, and he's like, fine. He grabs it because he's just doing it to annoy him. Sure thing, Mr. Super Strength. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I've seen you throw a car. You can't take a stupid pool cover off. Whoever try to move something this full of water, there's a difference. <laughs> the mist turns into well, a Well, you know, the, the, you got to be careful with that because the water will mess up your clay. Play-Doh. Even more. Yeah, water. No, thank you. It's dried. It's fine. <laughs> So about 10 minutes later, you've got the pool cover off. You're looking at murky, cloudy pool water. Bunch of leaf litter sitting on the bottom of the pool. And um, looks like a garbage bag down there, too. Oh, shit. Is anybody looking? I'm asking You're you, David. in the middle of a uh, oh, abandoned so. Doesn't look like it. housing development. Fine. I stripped down. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm curious, since... I'm technically not alive. Do I even need to breathe underwater? Hmm. I got a, I got a fate point that says no. For a fate point, you certainly don't. All right. And make a note of that. <sighs> All right. I will make a note of that. I'm picturing from the first Pirates of the Caribbean, take a walk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I strip down. I'm not getting my clothes wet. Yep. I strip down, hand them to David, and just start walking. Water's cold and cloudy, but you can make out the black, murky bulk of the garbage bag in front of you. I grab it and start heading for shore. It's not very heavy. No. Climb back out. Thankfully, there's a set of steps. That's nice. Well, flop. Throw the thing in the grass. Let's hope it's not a. Let's hope it's not another body. I'm done with bodies today. Where the hell is Nelson? It's a good question. I could use a towel. I take that back. I could use a clean shower <laughs> and a towel. <laughs> so, around this time, Ezra, you pull up at the Shell Beach Marina. All right. Such as it is. <laughs> such as it is. Yep. There's not a single shell to be found on this beach. What the hell? There is a big sculpture of a clam shell. It's kind of like how many elm trees do you honestly find on an elm street? Oh, 
That's a nightmare. So they get uh, Jordan and Sam uh, jump out and begin uh, tying up the boat expertly. All right. So do you know where your friends are? Not yet. I was going to look around until I found them. They tend to stick out, especially the big guy. Big naked guy covered in slime at the moment. Yeah, that's... Oh, uh... There's a B-movie trailer in this somewhere just waiting to be made. Moselle taps her forehead. Adam, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, huh. I can give them a call, I guess. Um, Do either of them have cell phones? Oh, sure. They're modern type. Okay, what's the number? She steps Uh, back away from you before flipping the phone open. Smart girl. Uh, I'm going to give her Adam's number. What's your ringtone, Adam? (laughs) The theme to the monsters. Awesome. Serious. That starts playing from the jacket pocket you were holding, David. (laughs) Okay, I gotta get my phone. Hello. Hello, uh, Adam? Uh, yeah, yeah, this is, this is Adam. This is Moselle Carraway from the Nature Conservancy. I'm a friend of your friend Ezra. Oh, God, I forgot. Your book's on back order. I. I do have it. It should be shipping soon. Oh, I know you do. I'm not worried about it. You've never let me down. I'm surprised you recognize my voice, though. It was the Nature Conservancy that tipped me off. (laughs) Well, he's standing here a safe distance away from me, if you know what I mean, and I guess he was supposed to meet you to help sort something out. Ah, yeah. Well, thank God. Yeah, he'd he'd be perfect. Where should we take him? Let's see. We're, like, at the end of Flint Street. She gives you kind of a saucy wink when she says that, Ezra. Wow, wow. Yeah. Oh, ho, ho. Yeah, we're, we're at Flint Street, uh, house number 34. We're in the back. Dealing with by the reactor. Okay, I know where that is. Yeah. If possible, do you think you could bring a towel? Um, sure. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. We'll be here. She puts her hand over the mouthpiece and looks at you, and Ezra goes, he wants a towel, like just mouthing it. I'm afraid, at you. To I'm afraid to ask. She shakes her head and shrugs. Okay, no problem. Well, we should be there in about 20 minutes. All right, we'll be here. We're also waiting for the police to arrive, so just you know, let you know. Oh, um, okay. Long story short, there is some bad, nasty shit in this house that we're dealing with. Oh, I understand. Some things that you are uniquely qualified to deal with. I don't know about that. The body was already here. We're dealing with cleanup. Oh, you can see Ezra, she pales. I knit my brow. <laughs> I don't mean to shock you or anything like that, but since you're you're the one relaying information to Ezra without burning out her phone. No, no, that's that's fine. That's fine. I'll, I'll let him know. We're on our way. Thank you. And uh, she hangs up. She kind of gives you a summary of the situation. You know, there's a body, Adam needs a towel, David is there. Apparently some really bad stuff is going on in a house. Ah, son of a bitch. All right. Do you need any special preparations, materials we can pick up for you on the way? Do you need to stop by, I don't know, a drugstore or something? Nope. I shake my messenger bag. I've pretty much got everything I'd need right in the bag here. I'm pretty well prepared for all situations. Smart man. Stop by Bed Bath and Beyond for me, at least. Do aquatic fake hairy towels? <laughs> counterintuitive. Sam. Seems like they just do that hair flip thing and they just like dry out. You know. Sam, who is finishing up with the boat, 
comes out with a little duffel bag. Got everything? And she just nods. Your contact, David, was Frank Nelson, if yep. I remember correctly. Yep. Sergeant Nelson. Frank Nelson. Wait a second. That is, <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> the answers were like, yeah. I know. <laughs> well. Well, a murder. A <laughs> murder. Isn't that interesting? A paranormal murder. Well. <laughs> I just love the image of him with that voice picking up the phone. Detective gives it a homicide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I think I have the wrong number. I was trying to reach the police. You have. Yeah. Well, you have, haven't you? I love that guy. <laughs> love that guy. He just, he can make any line funny. I mean, Nelson walks chick, in. One chick, but it was good at it. Yep. So Nelson walks into the backyard. Mercury, big naked guy. All right, what's going on? We were skinny dipping. Speak for yourself. Yeah, I'm uh, not going to judge, David. I'm opening up the garbage bag while they're talking. This is California. So I've got the boys looking at the um, unfortunate Vic there in the bedroom. Yeah. Anything special I should know about this? That's he flips open his old school paper notebook, actually licks the end of his pencil, gets ready to write. That depends on how uh, out there you want to get. Come on, David. How long we work together? Well, I don't know how much. The, I'll let you figure out how you want to put this in the actual report, but this seems to have... Death uh, by misadventure. <laughs> uh, this is... Uh, has the makings of a fallen angel all over it. There's writing on the chains that are that uh, are holding this guy up. That's that uh, say that this uh, this as wait. He's a, I always screw this up. But player says, "Let me let me get my notebook." I'll I, mean, I love the idea that the character would screw that up. No. I would totally I don't, give you a point for that. Oh damn it! Yeah, but he's a champion of. No problem. Am I that's not to... you. That's not something you must pay off. I was just oh, saying I would oh, okay. offer a fate point. Yeah, I think he, him being a champion of God, I don't think he would screw that. No up. problem. Then so. it's Azrael, or rather, it said, it's servant know of, that this is someone of, who is under. Yeah. Yeah, yeah servant yeah. of Azrael. Work of one under Azrael. Yeah, and he's trying to, he's going to cleanse, uh, he's going to remove the unclean from. Uh, I've come down from the third heaven to purge the unclean from humanity for him. Oh, he crosses himself. Is this like Japantown when we found that coin and you told me about the, um, uh, are we dealing with something like the, that? Uh, the Knights of the, um, da yeah, like the Fallen and everything the else? Hell is, yeah, no, that's going to bug me. I'm trying to remember the Denarius. name of those. Thank you, Denarius. I was going to say Darius. I knew that was wrong. Something like that, yeah. Oh, man. So this is, like I said, this is some out there, this is some out there stuff. That's why I called you, because I figure. Oh, thank uh, you so much. And they, anytime, man, anytime. Ah. Oh. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll balance so, it out by having a nice coffee and donut date at some point soon. <laughs> yeah, that's you owe me like a week of those. Yeah. You, week, um, a week coffee come, and weaker donuts. Come by come by the shop. I got some good stuff. That's true. He does. By the way, when the hell did you get a cell phone? I've always had a backup cell phone. Granted, it's like one of the cheap pay-as-you-go plans, You're but, like you know. the outsider of... All outsiders, and yet you have a cell phone. I run a business. I got to stay in contact. 2013, having a cell phone isn't that really like, oh, what's this strange, super powerful mechanical device he's got? No, it's not that. It's just, it's, it's not the cell First of all, you're not, like an old rotary phone in the back. I do, but, you know. 
First of all, you're not here yet. Second of all, my my question no, wasn't my coyote sense is tingling. Wasn't about <laughs> yeah, speaking of, speaking of stupid, son of a bitch. Dave is saying something stupid. Where am I? Why am I here? No, I wasn't my my comment wasn't about the cell phone as a strange device. My comment was about the fact that he prides himself on being this outsider and yet he's got a cell phone. That's that was all. Cell yeah, but he seems he seems kind of 14th century, I think. Outsiders Let's gotta order PC too. Keep in keep in mind, Amish farmers have cell phones as well. That's just odd to me. But yeah, okay. They don't even use electricity. They recognize how important it could be if there was an accident out in the field. <laughs> While these two are discussing the case, <laughs> Adam, getting back to the matter yes, at hand, I, I, I thought I was playing as Adam discussing that. That's what I thought was going on. Yeah. Yeah, never yeah same here. That's what we were doing. I, I He says that in character, the whole thing Words. about the cell phone. Yeah. What's, in the, what's in the bag? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah we, got a... this out, we got this out of the pool. Um, Tupperware the container. What, what's this wee shit, Kimosabi? <laughs> Tupperware hey. contained in a Ziploc bag. In a Ziploc bag inside the Tupperware container is a book. Okay. Well, I'm the book guy. I pull it out. It be made out of human skin, does it? It's... One of those nice journals, acid-free paper, all that good stuff, you know, high quality, it's going to last a while, type with the blank pages, you know, very high end. Okay, what's in it? It's the Book of the White Lodge. Oh, shit. Why does that sound familiar? Because you were just at the White Lodge. That's why. All right, then. There we go. Where the Anubids were. And now we have our link. He mutters. But yes, uh, as we're getting you, there will be no problem. They basically were going to... Stop like a block away and let you approach as you saw fit, unless you want them to just drive right up. No, that's fine. <laughs> I was actually fully expecting to have to, like, shapeshift into a condor and go looking around for him, like, oh, that's him. Nope, that's not him. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. That's not him. Nope, 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 nope. Those vultures from, I don't know, I think it's some of the Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yeah. I don't remember oh, who their nope, foil nope. is in those. Nope, nope, don't that's Bugs Bunny. Yep. Listen to Good one. stuff. Killer the vulture. His... <laughs> and his Jewish mother. My little killer. <laughs> Gotta go get yourself a rabbit. So where we was, you guys were in the backyard of a house in Shell Beach. You know, out on the edge of town near the old nuclear reactor in a housing development that was never finished, really, except for, like, this one house. And this is where the guy was strung up and everything, right? That's right. We're st- Are we still there? Good God. I thought we'd come back from yeah. that by now. Nope, nope, nope. We uh, really haven't had that much of an opportunity to do so. Okay. So the golem had just fished out a book from the pool, which you had been led to by a suspiciously handsome pool repairman showing up, apparently That's at the right. wrong place. Okay, I'm remembering that. That was That's the answer right. to a prayer. Yeah. So I, it was in the garbage bag. It was a high-end journal, Book of the White Lodge. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I'm and hoping... I what the White Lodge was. <laughs> and Ezra, let's see, I was thinking of just putting you right in the backyard... With uh, Moselle having you having dropped you off, maybe like up the street away from the police. Is that he mad was there? Moselle? He was bring, bringing me a towel. I remember this. He, he was coming and he was bringing a towel. Yes. 
So if that works for you, Josh, I thought we might just put Ezra in the in the backyard along with everybody, just to make things easier. Unless you really want to bring uh, like Moselle or you know her assistant along or something. Not really. Okay. Good question. Mm-hmm. The White Lodge was the Anubis wannabe cult, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just double check. Got it. All right. So there you are, with town police investigating the house. Don't worry, they've been called by Mr. Mercury, and they they know the score, as it were. Now, before I open up the book, I'm drying myself off. I know. Very meticulous about keeping the books undamaged. <laughs> what does the book look like? Like this. It's not a human skin. <laughs> no, thankfully. <laughs> It's a high-end journal, you know, like brocaded cover, gilt pages. Looks very familiar. Looks Wait, like the look book. Like... Wait, does it look like that Casa Danyantic book? It does. It's exactly the same style. In fact, it looks what like exactly that book? the that same we... book. Did we... We got... That girl got that book back, right? The girl who dropped off the book. The golem went out to return it. And uh, there was a bit of a confrontation between them. You, Ezra, discovered that it was a Costadon Yantic book. And you are still carrying it around in your satchel. Oh, okay. I'm, well, okay, I will pull out my copy of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're identical. One, except for the color. How so? Like the, the color of the of the cover on the first book. It's the same pattern. It's the same material and everything. Just one has a bit more blue in it, and the other one has a bit more okay, green. Like different different batches of the same. Yeah, the same material. Same swatch. All right. And that was in water, which is a magic block. No. I wonder if this was wrapped in a garbage bag sunk in the pool. Yes. Underwater. Oh. Which is a magic Okay, I get you. I thought you... Never mind. I just rolled four pluses on a... Friggin' time waste roll. Cool, I will. I don't, awesome. I don't know if that's uh, possibly to, for, to keep some magic into it or to keep people from finding it. I found it. We just looked in the damn water and boom, there it was. Well, yes, but like I couldn't find it if I was trying to track it with my fantastical magical powers. As, well, speaking of Mr. Fantastical Magic, I got a question for you. Yeah. Did we ever nail down what the hell the eggs are? Or are they whatever they need to be? I think the jury's still out on that. Yes. Shit. So basically you're talking like Harry Potter horcruxes or some shit like that. Is that a book or something? God damn it. Right? Ezra. The, uh... <laughs> First I had this whole discussion about I, I Skylanders. Assume, I, 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 assume I... That they were, I assume that they were eggs, but now that you say that, I'm not sure. So this book could be conceivably one of the eggs could be. He's the one who has the detector. I thought he just said he couldn't use his whammy mojo on that thing. No, it's thing. not in the water it's, anymore. It's, it's out of it. Yeah, go ahead. Do your whammy mojo. I'm going to call okay. it for now, and I think that has a nice ring to it. I'm going to stand behind the tree and dry off. It's called worse. Done and done. I am going to do the tracking spell on the, uh, again, because I know my first one has absolutely probably worn off at this time. No, yeah, I'll say it's good until, like, sunset. Oh, okay, good. I'm going to see if my egg tracker tracks towards this book. Uh, yeah, the it was a bobble-headed dog, as I recall. And uh, the 
plastic head of the cartoonish bloodhound is swinging back and forth on its little spring, torn between this book and your rucksack. Ah, that's right. I had done this before where I'd put the book in, uh, my book into just a circle. Just a simple, mm-hmm. quick isolation circle, which I will do again. Just set it on the ground, sketch a circle in it, a modicum of will into it. You feel the little snap as the circle contains the energy. Background energy level around here changes slightly, and the bloodhound swings like a compass needle, pointing at the book freshly retrieved from the pool. There you go. Look at that, guys. All right. I guess we now have an answer to that question. The problem is, if you recall, now granted this was the White Lodge book, did we ever get a book from under uh, the Isladel Oral Central Hospital? I don't believe we did. No. We get an egg from there. We ran into big giant monsters. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. We, we got the crystal from under there, remember? We got the thing the guy was wearing, the doctor was wearing. Oh, that's right. Right. That's right. We thought we thought that was the egg. Wait, it may be. It what may do you be, have in your, what does he have in his, what do you have in your rucksack that's making your dog get all... Got this other uh, book. Oh, the yeah, other book. The, yeah, the girl that I ran into the coffee with. And I believe I'm actually using the crystal as the focus for this tracker. As the focus for the tracker, yeah. That I remember. So it makes me wonder if it's not books we should be looking for, because we got two books here. The only thing that concerns me is the fact that the only reason we're at this house is because the holy man here apparently got sent here on a mission from God, and we encountered all all kinds of fucked up stuff inside the house. Oh, really? I had a pleasant day. Well, that's one way of putting it, <laughs> says Sergeant Nelson. I had a pleasant day of attracting women on a beautiful island. Yeah, good for you. So, uh, we're Once dealing a, with... Uh, ranking fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, sometimes I meet them, too, he says, looking evenly at you. That you don't. Then, turning back to you, David, like, well, we'll clean this place up as best we can, uh, file it under the usual, All right, you I know, just... unsolved. Yeah, if you make any headway on that, let me know, because it could tie into what we're looking into as well. Yep. Haven't been able to figure out much more than what you gave us here, but we could at least confirm the sequence of, of events. Looks like, uh, yeah, you got a diminutive killer with a penchant for dramatic skylight-based entrances. Oh, so he reads Batman comics, apparently. Mm, she, maybe. Uh, or she. We're running it. We'll run it down for sure, but uh, the prints, including the footprints and stuff... Uh, uh, looks like you're dealing with um, something that's built a lot like a seven or eight year old girl, probably with wings. He shrugs. Mm. What? Yeah. Oh yeah, Ezra. Uh, we got a pissed off baby angel that's out apparently purging the unclean from humanity. Cherubim, in theory. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Not your hallmark variety, I think. <laughs> Never is. Nice card though. Yeah. Not my style, but uh, we think we got an ID on your Vic, by the way. Oh? Yeah. Robert Lewis. From what I can tell here, he's an accredited pastor, you know, one of those internet things, runs a non-profit back in the city called the White Lodge. Oh, shit. I take it that strikes a bell? Kind of, yes. He also wrote a pretty neat series of novels, but 
No, that was Stevenson, not oh. just Robert Lewis. Oh, whoops. Well, oh, you, oh, you knew him, did you? Probably. <laughs> uh, lighthouse jokes aside, is there anything we need to know? Not that you would necessarily believe, no, so we'll just... David, come on, how much shit we've been through together. <laughs> you ever read Lovecraft? Mm, I told you, I don't like all that Hallmark stuff. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. He says that absolutely deadpan, <laughs> and then he's like, he's just looking at you. Uh, no, I mean HP. Lovecraft. I know what you mean, David. Uh, well, it, that's that, it's, it's potentially that kind of stuff, so... Um... We're working on it. So, so you don't have I to. I should call some people, put some people alert, put some people on alert. Uh, you can, but if they encounter any of this, uh, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. So, I'm not... yeah, I know. It's like the skinheads. No, <laughs> skinheads would be yeah. pretty, uh, pretty easy compared to this. Besides, skinheads are fun All right. to kick at. You know, they, they are below vermin on the scale of those who I... should be let to live. Oh, uh, Ezra. Yes. How you doing? I'm I'm walking uh, away from like the, the, the island. Yeah, I'm sure. So you found an island for everybody. It looks really uh, nice too. Uh friendly neighbors. That's good. Protection of higher powers should be good. Like David's higher powers or your buddy Coyote. I was just gonna say you get that from Coyote. Uh, somewhere in between. Like the Turlianchi, high powered Fay. Glad to have him around. Alright, those I can accept. Nice guy. As, as they go. Makes a mean so, martini. We got a killer fairy that, well, not fairy, possibly angel, who's working for the angel of death that's decided to come down and whoop ass. Interesting, though, right. that it seems to be going after members of the White Lodge. They um, are uh, quite possibly evil. Well, it's, you should have seen what was done to the body. Well, we saw what the White Lodge did to the body at their White Lodge place. No, yeah, saw the saw the stuff that you. Oh wait a second, I'm not confused now. Hold on. We saw something. You well, thought that you were going to find human remains in a cook pot, but it turned out just to be like old chili. <laughs> That's right. We actually didn't find any body at the lodge. Just a lot of creepy equipment. Well, wait a second. The White Lodge is and that then, like and then like a new void monsters. So I mean, the White Council is is good guys, or at least gray guys. So White Lodge. Just because the color white's in the name doesn't mean shit. All right. Look at the, yeah, we all look know at the Yeah, I mean, come on. Look at the white. Look at the Ku Klux Klan. They were white. Are they heroes? Look mm-hmm. at the white court. That's all right. Point taken. You're right. Okay. Well, then. Uh, That's probably a better example than mine. But hey, look. All I'm saying is, we should find out who else was in this White Lodge shit. Start tracking some stuff down. Find out what's going on there. And we still got two sites left for these frickin' eggs, so we got to find out. We got a lot of crap going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. And uh, I just, just did. (laughs) Thank you, Ezra. Over here, oh, you know, having uh, trysts on an island somewhere isn't exactly helping us accomplish anything productive. Hey, Hey, I was trying to help our friends in the Paranet. Yeah, the Paranet people are protected. That's good. That's fine. You're taking us to this effing island when this is done. I'm telling you that right now. What? It's a beautiful place. There was also Did you know that they're the, the only characters... place? There's a breed of deer there that is only found on that island. Fantastic. I don't but, know if I could but, care any less about that right now. Well, let's get to work. All God's critters. 
I'm stepping out of the line of sight from David and Ezra because. No, 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 I'm not going to be. Oh, yeah, you burned off your anger charging up in a room there. (laughs) What were you going to say, Hal? I was going to say there was also the issue of David's daughter. I'm sure the characters would remember. But the proposal, I think, was also to move Annie to the island. Uh, I don't think all of the characters would remember because some of us haven't been told. And David and I, our entire focus was finding the rest of these eggs until this whole angel thing came up. Which, that's what I don't understand. When I asked for guidance, I could swear I said I was looking for something to do with, to lead us to the eggs, and he got us here. And we got got the book in the pool. Tell you what, you asked for guidance once before to help us track this thing. Why don't you do it again? We'll see where it leads us this time. Because I have a sneaking, sinking suspicion, and this is just me, correct me if I'm wrong, that the we're looking for books. It's a good metaphor for an egg as well, hatching forth new knowledge. If we are looking right. for books, do you know how gonna hard it's going to be to up on that? There are books all over the place in, in hospitals, aren't there? Well, no, there There's are. easily are, probably 100 books in this town. Are there books that look like these two? Uh, Let's do a page-by-page comparison, shall we? You, yes, please go ahead and read the evil book. I will stand over here. Yeah, I, I not, don't think fine. that I'm ends read- well, I'm not reading shit. I'm just going to look at the pictures. All right. All you need to do is I'll open it you. to unleash the curse, usually. Isn't that how these things work? You don't need to actually uh, have also to. Help. Also helps if you're human and if you have a soul. So give me the fucking books. <laughs> I'm right. going to join Nezra over, over on the other side of the, yeah. David, get the fire ready. <laughs> I'm on it. Right. You expect me to scream and say fire, I'm going to, uh, I expect you to say fire bad, actually. I'd be disappointed if you don't. Yeah, yeah, shut up. <laughs> I'm going to sit down, and I'm not reading anything. I'm just doing a, a mm-hmm. cursory comparison. Okay, both of them are handwritten in dense script. There are... the tentacles reach out and eat your face. <laughs> uh, there are no illustrations. Uh, no, no sparse illustrations. The Book of the White Lodge has a lot of stuff about pyramids and circles and diagrams and star charts and stuff. Uh, the other one mm-hmm. doesn't look like it's got anything in it uh, as far as illustrations are concerned. Okay. Totally different hand. Both are obviously written by different people. So, okay. Well, at this point, uh, flip the books open to page 53. Okay. Both of them. Do they have the same page count between the books? Oh, yeah. They're the same book, as it were. They're the same model of journal. Okay. <laughs> Trap keeper. <laughs> <laughs> With Garfield on the cover. <laughs> uh, that's going to show up in some game. <laughs> that's a good idea. The book of ultimate forgot the floor. Yeah, there you go. Yep. That's freaking awesome. Get out the robot unicorn in the front. Yeah. Um, that thing was pretty awesome. So you're sure you don't want to read them? I'm, I will read them. I'm doing a comparison side by side, like page 53 and page 53, just for shits and Okay. Giggles. So page 53 here, uh, it's talking to read them, David. about you can tell by his lips moving. the <laughs> emerald tablets of Thoth the Elder left behind at the gates of Kem when it was time for the Lord of Atlantis to move on. You know, something like that. That's in the Book of the White Lodge. 
the okay, hippy trippy Atlantean he's bullshit. He's doing push-ups with his eyebrows. Up, down, up, down, up, down. Captain, I've got a game from Atlantis. Damn it, that's, that's his relative. Irrelevant. The other one is talking about how everything in the universe, physics tells us, consists of energy and thought as a form of energy has a powerful influence on the universe and everything that you send out will return either as energy or as physical manifestations. Some type of hippy trippy bullshit. This is very right. fourth tower of, in- I don't know if that's bullshit or not. It makes a certain amount of sense. We're dealing with somebody who can produce magical results over here. So I'd say that's a pretty good indication that what you send out can come back as energy. Yeah, oh, so you're reading these out loud then. Oh, crap. No, I am not reading okay, them out loud. Okay, then strike what I just said. My my bad. I never I never said that I was reading them no, out loud. No, he didn't. Once. Oh, okay. I'm silly. I'm not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I didn't figure you were. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm looking at both of these, and the first thing that's coming to Adam's mind is, like, this sounds like a whole bunch of New Age bullshit. I'm seeing some links and stuff here, and, you know, this Gaston and Yontic fucks with people's heads and dreams, so I can definitely see the energy and thought connection. But this, uh, you know, emerald tablets of thought and Atlantean stuff. Oh, God. That's Gaston and came from Atlantis. It's It's... Are you reading the books over my shoulder? I thought you were muttering about Atlantis bullshit. Nope. (laughs) I'll tell you about it afterward, yes. You're not saying anything. All right, fair enough. No, I mean, I'll close them up and, like, all right, fine. They're not the same books. One, You know, this one's talking about the Emerald Tablets of Thoth and, you know, how they were stored in Atlantis before the shit hit the fan. And this one's talking about energy and thought. And how thought can create energy and have it a direct effect on the world. I, as he says that, I look at him incredulously and have lightning shoot from my from one hand to another. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Egg Shen. That creates energy. Puts yeah. it on the world. Changes things. Thank you, Egg Shen. Yeah. <laughs> Your cell phone rings, David. Like right when he does that, it gives one burbly ring. Can I back away and, from uh, how you killed his cell phone? I, right? <laughs> Yeah, look, thought-creating energy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, I back away from That's Ezra the, and pick up the phone. You want me to the Frankenstein monster to the wizard. You, you want me to get you some black blood of the earth, too, wise-ass? <laughs> hey, you guys, I'm on the phone. Yeah? It's Clyde at the hospital. Hey, Clyde, what's shaking, my Neanderthal friend? Uh, Neanderthal, dark and handsome? Uh, Long way to um... Get I didn't think of it till the last minute. Shut up. So I was getting ready to leave, uh, and this blonde bombshell shows up. You know uh, Rosetta Marshall? Uh, yeah. Is it okay if she sees the kid? I don't want to have to stab anybody to death today. Uh, player talking, because it's been a while. Can I think of any, can the character think of any reason why it wouldn't be okay for her? Am I forgetting something huge that I'm, I'm inclined to say yes? I'll let the other players fill you in real quick. Yeah, she's uh, she, she's my uh, boss. She's the uh, warden for this area. She's okay. Good. I thought I remember that much. I just was trying to think if there was anything we'd gone through that would lead me to think that having her see him or having her see my daughter was a bad idea. But I don't think of anything. So yeah, that's about all you know about her. You fought yeah, the she's, she's Winter Prince with Ezra. Her. So however that however that affects you. What? Uh, I murmur. To myself, but out loud, why is she wanting to see Annie? Well, I can't think of any reason why she shouldn't. 
Okay, thanks. I'll let her in. But keep an oh, eye on man. her. If she's, mm-hmm. if she, uh, just keep an eye on her. And don't, uh, don't worry. Yeah. If she gets out of line, I'll cut her heart in half. <laughs> you know, I, I think you might just, yeah. All right. Let's not even dwell on that. Okay. Look, the other, the other thing, I'm pretty sure you know about this, but they're talking about transferring, uh, Annie to a private care facility now that she's a little bit better. Is that being, uh, dealt with by Shaw? I think so. He's the guy who's paying for all this, right? Yeah. Okay. He's like a blood relative or something, they were saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Actually, I'd prefer okay. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, all right. That's a relief. Thanks, Clyde. No problem. Snap. And then he just hangs up. Uh, apparently, Rosetta Marshall wants to see Annie. Lucky, did you just say that she, did, did you say something about, like, your Neanderthal friend cutting her heart out? Did I hear that proper? Well, if she does anything like trying to, I don't know why she would, but given what we're dealing with here, I'm not going to put anything past. If she tries to kill my daughter for some reason, uh, damn right, he's going to. He can try. That's what I said. Okay, I was in a. So seriously, you guys are talking about the woman still? Yes. All right, who is this woman, the blonde bombshell? Remind me. She's a warden of the White Council. Oh, she's, she's the head her. warden of the White Council. All right. Well, so she's the daughter. one in charge of this area. Right. All right. So theoretically, your daughter should be fine unless she's done some kind of magical hoodoo. Exactly. But we got eggs under the hospital. We got one doctor who's been basically possessed or was influenced by one. So. All right. Well, if this, if, if she's the head warden, why don't we go talk to her, show her the books, and say, look, this is our cockamamie theory. We're going to go on a journal hunt, I guess. Might as well, because God knows we no not, we're not that, accomplishing well, anything standing around here. We don't need to bother with that. I mean, that's basically what my job has, has that she's given me is to take care of this. Okay, well, then let's go on a journal hunt then. All right, that's what was my thought. Let's go back to your place. We'll put these journals in lockdown, which will also let me isolate them. All so right. they don't throw off my readings, and we can go with the old track and do spell. So is that that circle shit that you had me draw on the floor, or do you got to draw it? It's better if I draw it. Okay. All right, let's go. All right. Taking all the limelight for himself. Back of the bookstore in Stately Wayne Manor. Yeah. The way I picture it is like the front of the shore is a, you know, hippie kind of basic old bookstore feel. Mm-hmm. The back. Definitely an old bookstore. I've already seen one. <laughs> Basically, the back is pretty much storeroom and other stuff, but obviously there's the workroom. There's where Adam sleeps. He does have a section of the floor that he keeps clean and out of the way just because he does have some books sometimes that he gets for people that cause problems. So there's like metal loops hammered into the concrete floor and heavy chains there that he has had to use to immobilize things. The less said about it, the better. Good All Lord, right. Adam, what have you been doing back here? Malleus Mundi. Dangerous world? I take it you've never seen the book firsthand? No. Okay. It's probably better for you. Damn thing almost took off two of my fingers. It's okay. They can be replaced. You I don't mind knowing about my repair <laughs> things. Ezra doesn't need any more ammo on me than right. necessary. Oh, what's he do? What's he do? I have to respect his privacy. Thank you. Tell you later. Fine. Tell me later. All right. Yes. That would be the <laughs> Assholes. They're all assholes. You know that? Every single last... All right. Here. Here are the books. Go to town. I'm going to isolate the books in a circle again. 
Mm-hmm. And actually, if you've got some place we can lock these down, keep them safe. I hand them the chains. Keep them safe. Well, keep no, them I mean like secret. a safe, safe. They don't need to like, oh, I'm not worried oh. about them getting up and running. I'm worried about someone coming in and taking them. Okay, yeah, I got that. I'm going to go to the back and there's like an old gun cabinet safe. Open and that up. I, I like... will follow him. I'll circle them inside the safe. <laughs> oh, okay. There, yeah, there are some there are some books in here. Can you put some warden, warden, wardens? Well, not wardens, damn it. Wards. Yes. We're going to stuff up wardens. My, my brain said wards and my mouth could not stop at the D. It kept wanting to, that was weird. Oh, anyway, can you put some wards on that uh, safe to keep people out? I could. Oh, hey, shit. Ezra. What? You ever going to pick up this fucking book from Layaway and pull something out of the safe? What book's that? Look at the cover. The pickup artist. What the hell, Ezra? Yeah, no. Oh, it's the collection the of album cover art from the 19th, late 60s and mid-70s. Yeah. I forgot that was still here. How I Met Your Mother compendium? What the hell, Ezra? Hey, I gotta put, I gotta, I gotta put cheap stuff in the safe to mask the actual expensive shit, alright? So they're underneath a copy of the game. <laughs> yeah, there's like, they're on Spreklick and Coulton. And a couple, <laughs> couple penthouse forums. Yeah. <sighs> Who oh, buried, my cheese. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, so many copies of Who Moved My Cheese? What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> you know, on that, I have, you know. What kind of assholes like, are you catering to? Um, these are the ones that will hopefully throw off people that are trying to get into this damn thing. So, with the books safely locked away, no pun intended. But doom boom. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I will circle the safe entire. And then. I will uh, fire up the old tracking spell. Okay. It's still running from previously. Like I said, I'll say it's good until, you know, sundown. Now, your tracking spell is what led us to under the hospital. No. I got, we went under no. the hospital because we got. Your tracking spell is what led us to the White Lodge. That's right. That's right. We got That's what right. I'm using for the tracking spell in the hospital. Your snaky friends. Yeah, but the problem is. The actual book of the White Lodge came from one David here talked to the man upstairs. I can ask for guidance again, but I, I, I mean, God's only going to do so much. He doesn't, he doesn't lead you by well, the hand. You guys, didn't you guys go to the? When I left you guys, you guys were going to the, uh, to the White Lodge itself. Yeah, there wasn't much left. Mm-mm. Yeah, but you're supposed to find the egg there. Well, we didn't. We didn't. I asked for guidance as to where the egg might be, and I got led the book to the. Well, maybe they moved it. Son of a bitch, that might be right. They moved it. It's entirely possible. They didn't have a bunch of anuboids running around. Yeah, you want me to ask again to... No, I've got my own stuff here telling you. Well, all right, let's try it. Let's, let's try the tracker. All right, let's try the tracker. If we have problems, then we can triangulate with God, all right? <laughs> There's a sentence I never thought I would hear. All right. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> While you guys have been discussing the... Wasn't it McGruff? The crime dog? Yeah, that you were using. Uh, yes, I don't think it was. Let's say it was. It was just a little bobblehead dog, but I think I'll take it off if you wanted to be. That's fine. I'm fine with that. I think it was specifically a bloodhound. Yes. <laughs> okay. I think you're look more like Digger the dog from Old Fisher Price days, but I no. love McGruff. I need to get a. I wonder if they make McGruff bobbleheads. That would be cool. Okay, so the bloodhound has swung around to face south. Saddle up. All right. Who's driving? 
I guess I can. I'm the one that's got the old beater that could probably take more of Ezra than your car can. All right, because I don't remember what car we used to get here in the first place, so I don't know. I think it was mine. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, let's go. Saddle up and start driving. Yeah. So. <laughs> With David whistling convoy. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I have thought about putting an air horn in here for my horn. It's just always so fun when you drive up behind a guy riding a bicycle and hit the horn, watch the guy like fly. <laughs> Is that are those the ones? Yeah. You always hear the Doppler when they go by. Those are they. Awesome. Yeah, I I and I support your plan there, sir. <laughs> So, taking the 101, guys, head over downtown on the elevated section. It's uh, getting on toward lunchtime now, so there's a lot of traffic, at least until you cross over, like, the narrow inlet on Rainbow Bridge, eerily similar to the one that you had to cross over to reach the the farm that started this whole thing. They had like a little copy of Rainbow Bridge there over their own little creek. That's about all the crazy like LED lights and all that, right? Yep. I wasn't there for that. Nope. You're creeping along over this thing. That's like half the travel time. Before you're finally able to turn south into increasingly sparse suburbs. The land shades dramatically from green and hilly to, like, flat and brown, and soon you're in, like, scrub desert with the occasional housing development cropping up. Headed south in the direction of, like, Gila Flats and, you know, El Cerrito, like the southernmost parts of the city. That looks familiar. Yep, this is a neighborhood where you've had trouble before. If you take a slightly different route, you'll be heading out toward the decommissioned prison out in the desert. Oh, ain't this lovely. But the tracking spell leads you a little bit closer to the ocean until you swing back onto Race Street and you're passing through a place that was... um, All these houses look like they were built during, like, the dot-com boom. Okay. And they've been evacuated since then. These neighborhoods have the feeling of a place where the residents fled before some unseen disaster, which has left the houses intact, but the place depopulated. It's just mile after mile of cul-de-sac and cookie-cutter houses, all made out of tiki-taki, and and they all look just just the the same. same. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Am I missing something here? Don't worry about it. It's a song. But you know the type of neighborhood. Yep. Well, what what the hell's going on? I get, what what happened here that everybody failed? They got the tired of living in little boxes, apparently. People wonder why I stay in the old neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And quite abruptly, you are on a private road leading to a big wrought iron gate. Two stylized swans worked into it. They've twisted the bars of the gates in an artful way so that it forms the outline of a pair of swans facing each other. 
Beyond that, you can see miles and miles of artfully landscaped green lawn and manor-style or mission-style houses scattered here and there, little trees, lakes, fountains. Any of these places actually occupied? Hard to say. You're quite some distance off. There's a guard shack here. You can see security cameras on the gate. Looks like the gate is part of a a very nice but uh, quite heavily built wall that encompasses this entire region, well south of the city, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. This wouldn't be the uh, Swansea area, would it? Come to think of it, you've never been there, but this is the right area for that, and you are looking at a pair of swans. Oh, son of a bitch. I nudged David. I'm assuming he's riding up front with me. Yep. Actually, no, I think Ezra would probably be riding up front with you so you could yeah. follow the tracking spell better. All right, no wonder why you're singing in the back seat, then. We got a little old convoy. Hey, Ezra. Uh-huh? Swansea. That's one yeah. of the four places we were told to look. Was it? Yep. Oh, yeah. Swansea, huh? Yeah. Swansea, Swansea, Swansea. How I love you, how I love you, my dear old... Swansea. In the distance, a private jet that looks like a cross between, well, a private jet and some sort of Star Trek craft is taking off from an unseen airfield. Jesus, is that the X-Men jet? Blackbird? That's what it looks like. <laughs> how the hell? I thought you read, like, real what? books. How do you know about the X-Men jet? I got to get some entertainment and other stuff <laughs> else from time to time. Mm-hmm. What's, you... wrong, what's wrong with comic books? They're your versions of your gods. See, not versions of Grant. That's getting some Grant Morrison shit right there. Comic books. I don't, I don't need a book to have. I don't need a book to have pictures in it to enjoy it. I don't have to have ice, you know, whipped cream on my ice cream, but I do. <laughs> you can see a golf cart heading this way. The gates open up. I'm going to that Ezra is the one supporting me on this argument. That's. <laughs> <laughs> well, any child can tell you that comic books are just uh, refocusing any... of ancient archetypes. Otherwise, do you think so many of them use the hermetic lightning bolt? That's because mostly children are the ones Thank that you. read comic books. Golf cart really? pulls up. Have you not read a comic the since the 60s? I... Are you calling me a child, boy? No, I'm calling you Gumby, boy. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Two men step out of the golf cart. One of them steps back a ways. The other one uh, comes up and knocks on the driver's side window. Oh, that's interesting. I don't want to talk to you, Adam. I roll it down. I'm like, how do you feel about comic books? Sir, says the very polite, very fit, very blonde young man. This is private property. Do you have an appointment here? His eyes sweep the interior of the car, taking in everything, looking at your faces, memorizing. Yeah. Uh, sir? No, I, I dig in. I pull out. Adam, Adam tell us not the, we're not the droids they're looking for. I think he can hear you, Ezra. What? I, I dig. Sir, I don't in. like your tone. We asked you, He asked you a legitimate question, and we expect an answer. Mm-hmm. I, I dig into my wallet. I pull out my business card. I'm Adam Dipple. I'm from the city. I'm sorry. We had an old client here that we were hoping to, hoping to speak with. He didn't tell us about all the additional security and everything in the area. I apologize if my presence and uh, our presence here is unsettling you. I completely understand. Tell you what, uh, come back when you have an appointment, and we'll be happy to escort you to this old client of yours. Thank you very much. Tell him I hope he's feeling better. I think he's in uh, one of the rehab clinics. He just gives you this, like, blank look. Thank you, sir. All right. And 
he steps back, but only enough to sort of stand in front of the car and then just watches you guys. I back up, pull away. It's like, yeah, that's professional security. What the? You were the David, worst. David look, looks at Ezra. security guy. What the that? hell was, where was the whammy mojo, man? What the hell? He would have blown up my car. Now, what are you going to complain about to me, Ezra? I was expecting, like, you to, like, browbeat him and get it out of there. Or, like, you took out the wallet. I thought you were going to pull a 50 or something. Something. God, that was that was painful. Yeah. Adam, what the, what the <laughs> hell? You know Obi-Wan. I throw the car into reverse and hit the gas. <laughs> <laughs> the car squeals backward, racing down the street toward the golf cart, which is still parked across the way. Oh, are you going to ram the damn golf cart? This is an old Lincoln Town car. That's a golf cart. Who's going to win? I will give you a fate point if you ram the damn... <laughs> I'll give you one of my fucking fate points. Hit the gate. You don't you want to? <laughs> okay. Is that legal? Can I take a fate point from that? <laughs> I, I will give you a fate point for it. <laughs> All right, what do we have here? I that just represents love the fact eight. that we're giving him shit, and it's like the character's just fuck it and backs. The <laughs> <laughs> if they want to deal with it that way, we'll deal with it that way. All right, all right, motherfuckers. Bam. Fate point. Yeah, I will take it. Thank you. <laughs> Better to ask forgiveness than permission. That's right. Absolutely. Well, uh, easier uh, certainly. Uh, right. Yeah, that's easy. so. What do we have that represented? Driving skill. I think it's probably just called drive. There's a skill called drive. Yeah. Okay. Oh shit. Oh well. We should. Have, I got driving it superb. We should have had me driving. Oh well. Too late now. Yep. Yes, it is. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Here's like the thing. Here's the thing. It doesn't take a lot of skill to crash a car. That's what I was about exactly. to say. That's yeah, exactly what that, I was about to say. That's Basically, I am just using the rear end of the car to run over the golf cart. <laughs> there are some interesting possibilities here, so please give me a roll. You may use whatever aspects you and I agree are <laughs> applicable. Okay, this definitely wouldn't count as a weapon. Oh, I don't know. The way you're driving it. it... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's not the intent of that skill. Uh, would this count as intimidation? Not really, no, because you're not trying to force them out of the way. Well, you're not trying to get them to move. <laughs> I really don't give a shit if they move or not. That's the move exactly. that guys put me in at the moment. I got nothing. Okay, so give me a roll, and if you've got any aspects or anything else. Uh, aspects, let me take a look. I'm not moving. Strangely ironic, given the, given what you're doing. Mm. You know, they're, they're trying to drive me off, and it's yet no. Hmm. Mm. I will allow it. Okay, should I pay a fate point for that one? Or? Yes, please. Okay, and that gives me the automatic plus two, if I recall. Or you can use it to re-roll. All right, well, I will hold on to it and let's see what the roll looks like. Yeah, I got a big fat nothing. It completely <laughs> balanced. I'll take that plus two. <laughs> so I'm at fair. Okay. But some stuff trying to back up a town car at speed, so you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's not too bad. Not too bad. Okay, so you've got what a fair total, right? Yeah, fair. 
You smash into and through the golf cart. I mean, nice. obviously, come on. The gate is closing. The car clips the gate as it's closing. The car just bounces off the gate, but it bounces off the gate again because it hits the gate as it's closing and bounces off the inside. Nice. You guys are thrown about inside the car. The car has taken quite a beating, but is now inside the very large perimeter of the Swansea facility, a place you know nothing about. Okay, well, I look at Ezra, and I'm like, is the tracker still working? As I'm still backing up, by the way. I haven't stopped. (laughs) Is the tracker still working? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Wonderful. I throw the thing, okay, I immediately throw the thing into drive, jam my foot down again, and say... And, and I look at him and I say, track, wise ass. <laughs> now, this is leading you <laughs> off-road. I don't care. These okay. guys want me to move. I'm going. <laughs> we need to get him pissed more often. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> you say, David, as your head bounces off the ceiling because he has to go through a ditch and then up a, a beautifully manicured little hillock. <laughs> Not anymore. Tearing deep, deep ruts in the turf. <laughs> Picture the most lush, wonderfully landscaped golf course you've ever seen, albeit with no holes or sand traps or anything. And that's what you're driving over. Woo-hoo! Oh, oh God! Oh my goodness! That was awesome. <laughs> what are you guys doing in the car? Other than being on to the old ship bar. For- yeah. One hand and hanging on for dear life. Excellent. Oh shit bar in one hand and the tracker in the other. That's true. Does this car have seat belts? No. Yeah, exactly. I didn't think so. Okay, well. <laughs> some prayers are going up right about now. No. <laughs> Guys, I have a sneaking suspicion we're gonna be doing some ass whooping in a minute because as soon as those security guards figure out what just happened, there'll probably be more of them and coming after us. So Oh got it. Let's I have been wise as I are gunning it. I think you tracky. Turn left here. Now turn right. Now wait. Your other left. So Ezra, I'm actually going to have you make this roll here. Sounds fair. Let's see. For your tracking skill, I believe it was your lore, right? So give me a lore roll, not a data roll. <laughs> oh, what about a theme uh, roll? I wish we could just erase that whole thing from from existence. What, the B4? God, that was dumb. Yes. Wow, a robot that looks like Data. We've never run into one of those before, numerous times. The only thing I liked about that movie is the fact that they actually did what I always wanted to have happen in Star Trek. They rammed the other ship. That was about it. Running speed! I thought the way they killed Data was pretty cool. He comes back. Spoiler alert. Of, Of course! They nail him to a cross at the end. Okay, so what you got? They nailed it. I've got a five. Ooh, very nice. I actually rolled for the course. It's really good if rolling a total zero on the dice. I just happen to have a five in lore. Yeah, that is pretty good. My big spell or a big skill. Yeah, you are a highly educated man. Yeah. Well, widely read anyway. So you uh, turn left past a... Elegant fountain. Your other left. <laughs> and 
smashed through the corner of a portico and are now on the grounds of a little, like, sub-complex. You know, an arrangement of buildings around a central pool, hedges and things like that. You're driving on the pedestrian walkways here. Up on the sidewalk. <laughs> are you actually singing that? Yes. <laughs> ah, that's an old Drew Carey joke. This is dead ahead, and if your feelings are right, and they usually are, it's probably in that building right up there that's now 20, 10, 5 feet away. <laughs> make a door. <laughs> Sorry, I can only take you as far as the lobby. <laughs> that's brilliant. Are you smashing <laughs> right through the door? Yes. All you right. Guys, you guys pissed me off. Well, I'm telling you, we need to do that more often. Real quick. You know, yeah, you know, yesterday my players got pissed off and they nuked a building and many and several miles around of it. What game was that? The only way to be sure. Yeah, thank you. Tell us we can't go into that sector. Fuck you. <laughs> next four episodes, next four sessions, we're gathering nuclear materials and then blowing up the building. Take that, Megacorp. Speaking of, you, that sounds like a shadow run thing almost. Mm-hmm. The shadow run. That's exactly. That is absolutely what happened, though. That's awesome. Okay, so we so give me another roll, real quick here. The driver, please. Oh God! Uh, plus one this time. You smash through the door, and someone, a young woman, you think, bounces off the car and uh, oh, then goes underneath. Oh. Your in the lobby now, and the car finally gives up the ghost. Its radiator caved in, it kicks and rattles, and then gives a long death wheeze. I jump out of the car to see if if what became of, I'm assuming we see this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I jump out of the car to see, the cop instinct is kicking in here, to see what happened to the woman. She is lodged under, (laughs) she is lodged under one of the wheels. Oh, damn. Uh, Looks like she was probably uh, quite a pretty young woman. I mean, like, she's maybe a teenager, and she is dead. Oh! Dead. Adam! Don't have to tell me. Masonry falls down from the outside. There's uh, alarms going off in here. You're in a large open room, sort of like Spanish mission style, you know, terracotta and, you know, tiled floors, a fountain in the middle, which is what you actually struck and caved in the radiator. It's like a solid concrete fountain, balconies around, sweeping staircases. Okay, if we were in the car with him when he did that, does that make us accessories to No, it does not. (laughs) It absolutely does not. (laughs) Won't be the first time I've been executed. You and everyone, Adam's taking the fall. <laughs> I didn't even need an apple this time. No, I mean if it if it's a kid, I'm not I'm not moving. I'll take full consequence. You are still sitting in the car, I think. Yeah, I'm... so you, at least you haven't seen this. All you heard was Adam, or all you heard was David saying that. Did I hit what I think I hit? God damn it! I got to be the pragmatist. You guys deal with the moral implications. I got to find this egg. Dude, he, er, I'm not saying dude, I'm not in my 20s. Ezra, he just killed 
Go. You go with Ezra. I will take the gun. I know. I know. Go. I understand that he's bad shit happened, but more bad shit will happen if this is this needs to. Be, I got stuff to do. Running off with the tracker. Carpet. Off you go. Okay, right, please I'm... take a fate for your deputy. I think you ended up changing your aspect to like deputy warden or something I like have that, a deputy right? Deputy warden. Yeah. Uh, thing now. I'm please also kind of using Coyote as my co-pilot as I'd like, screw other people's feelings, I got shit to do. <laughs> I'll give you a fate point for your deputy warden. I've got a fate point also for you, David, uh, for your, like, former cop turned cabbie okay. there. Thank you. And I will hold out one to you, Adam, because the golem protects the children. Yeah, I just... I just denied my internals. I'm not. If I get out, take a look, and then I get back in the car. And I you recognize her? I read to her, haven't I? Yeah, that's Jerry Berm, this runaway who showed up at your office like a year ago or something, and then also was the girl who brought in the book. Oh. What? It's all right, she's a cultist. <laughs> no, it's not all right. Her eyes, her eyes stare blankly up at the ceiling. David, go. So, where are you going, Ezra? Where are my tracker tracks leading? Right. So, that's taking you through this little, like, lobby-type area into what looks like an open courtyard. You can picture the kind of place, you know, arches opening out onto, like, a central opening in the building... And there, across the way, you are confronted by uh, a tingling sensation, sort of like when you cross a threshold, but not quite. You know, you can feel a buildup of power. And what? Yeah, like that, or a wall pushing against you, and two figures appear opposite the courtyard from you. The buildup of power is clearly coming from them. All right. What do the figures look like? Looks like uh, two women. They're in, you know, ordinary street-type clothes. And walking forward, hands extended, weird body language. You guys picked on me the wrong day. I was having such a nice morning. So what's your alertness? My alertness is three. Good. Let's go ahead and make a roll, as I recall. You guys wanted to do it that way. So everybody, please give me an alertness roll and give me your totals. Net of four. Okay. All right. Everybody? Mm-hmm. Uh, three. Net of three. Okay. And David? Got my plus four that I've been keeping. Go for it. Okay. He's super alert. I see everything. God dang it. Come on, skills. Um, spells, where are you at here? Ah, Okay, it was a good, which is three, so now I'm at seven. I think I'm going to keep that. Okay. And thank you for letting me keep that plus four. I've never rolled a plus four before, ever. (laughs) So, that's kind of nice. Well, savor it, because you have exhausted my beneficence. (laughs) All right, fair enough. For life. Oh, well, shit, never mind. (laughs) I can never be kind to anyone ever again. (laughs) That wasn't a waste. All right, David, what you doing? You're in this, like, lobby. Right. Ezra just went running out pretty much straight ahead and through some open archway into what looks like, I don't know, a courtyard or something. Alarms going off, dust everywhere. Uh, Oh, hell. Let's see. Got to make a decision quick. 
Come on, Ezra. I mean, come on. Uh, damn it. Come on, Adam. Let's go. I'm over here. No. Adam, get out of the... No. I killed oh, a child. You, you know, we can mope about that later. I understand. And, and, and there will be plenty of hell to pay for it. But right now, we have work to do. Get out of the car. Let me take the hell. You and Ezra go do what you need to do. Go. Wasn't she older than a teenager when I ran into her, knocking my coffee on her? Probably. You didn't get a real good look at her. Right. Hey, Adam, she Every, looks, you know, young everyone. and fresh-faced and full of innocent potential. You know she what? evil. Damn it. I need to replay. I'm over here. I can't I need to, that. I need, to, I need to retcon this because I'm not playing it true to my what I have on my sheet here. No, that's fine, man. You're in a moment of chaos and confusion. Maybe later you will regret the actions that you took, but for now... No, I'm not talking about regret. I'm talking about he'd be pissed because I'm a champion yeah. of the innocent, and whether it was intentional or not, his exactly. getting pissed off just got someone killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been like, come on, let's go. Yeah, maybe later you'll regret that, yeah. but for now... All right, so All right, you take are off. arguing with Adam. And he just said he takes off. Okay, very good. So off you go. Ezra. Yes. What you doing? Um, are they in the same zone as me? Yes, they they're in the a zone that's called the... Oh, yeah, I should... You're sure they're not a zone them? away from me since they're on the other side of the lobby? Sure, that sounds okay to me. You're right. in the zone lobby. Okay. Uh, they're in the zone courtyard. I think that should be all we need for right now. All I need. Both of them have the aspects of ornate architecture and multi-layered or multi-leveled. All right. I ain't got time to uh, die. I ain't got time to deal with these uh, weirdos. You got time to duck? I got. I ain't got time to bleed. I've got <laughs> – I am summoning up nine uh, shifts of power. Holy wow. Jesus Christ. Wow. Which will give me a four-stress mental hit yeah, okay. under the best of circumstances. Mm-hmm. I'm doing – it's a air Do you evocation. Want to shut that off into coyote debt? No. This is uh, this is actually not that dangerous for me to do. <laughs> That's uh, It's going to be an air evocation using a sonic attack again, so it will not necessarily be – unless something goes wrong, it shouldn't be lethal. Mm-hmm. should just be able to knock them out. It's going to be seven weapon covering every target in that zone. Wow. Okay. Seven shifts for damage, two shifts for the area effect. All right. Yeah, so they'll defend with, like, athletics. All right, so that's nine. I got a beat with my conviction. I have one for offensive air control, conviction of five, so I need to get four. Luckily, I'm sitting on, like... Eight fate points, so <laughs> nice. which is why I'm like, yeah, <laughs> nine ships, whatever. I got a ton of fate points here. Holy balls, Batman! <laughs> Dresden, I've been beaten up a lot, and then I'm like, oh, toss it all out. All right, so I'm coming out with a five. I rolled a two, and then I will tap uh, Deputy Warden. I am on a mission, damn it! Yeah, I don't have time to deal with these creepy, energy wielding women. That puts me Absolutely. up to nine. Wow. So that's so that is the uh, two of so so I rolled a nine, whatever their defense. Mm-hmm. Yep. They don't beat they, a nine, so it's that difference plus seven damage. They throw up a wall of force in the way. You can see it uh, sort of ripple and twist in the air as though space itself was, was thickening. And as you shout, the blast just tears right through this. 
slamming both of them back through the doorway that they had been coming through. Uh, it's also just about anything else in that lobby. Oh, yeah. The door next to that disintegrates. Windows break. Some of the ornate light fixtures around here are just twisted and bent. The lights shatter. Glass, masonry dust, and wood splinters rain down all around you. And they're damaged there. Okay. Are they down? Uh, they were blown back through the doorway and knocked down. I spin my wand in my fingers and blow off the tip. <laughs> New marshals in town, ladies. They are struggling to rise. And Can I? Go ahead. Go as, as they are struggling to rise, I pull out the holy big motherfucking gun. I well, don't... I thought you were over with Adam. No, I he took off. is running up to join you. I will oh. let you do that. Okay. And then uh, all of you, you feel a, a terrible spike of pain hammering down through the top of your skull. Yes. It's pain and despair and uncertainty. Not any more than I don't know. I was going to say, I'm not sure he would even notice. <laughs> yeah. Like a like a migraine sheathed in a layer of clinical depression. So I'm looking at an attack of five here aimed at each of you guys. Against what? Uh, this could be, you could defend with conviction. Okay, so I'm going to do. Uh, you could defend with discipline. All right. Would I even defend, given the state that I'm in at the moment? Hmm, that's a tough choice. Sounds like a What do you think is better narratively, more interesting for you as the player? Well, scene-wise, I know what I'd like to do. Okay, then do that. I'd like to lift up the car. Oh, sweet. Pull the body out and then just sit there with the body. Awesome. Take a fate point for that. All right, five is what we have to beat? Mm-hmm. All right, I rolled a negative. I rolled a total of three. I'm going to spend another fate point. Okay. I'm tagging or I'm invoking Coyote as my co-pilot. I've got nothing to be upset about. Coyote's my buddy. I'm awesome. He told me. <laughs> okay, very good. I'm going to say that then that means you are uh, giggling or laughing maniacally. I'm laughing off that like. Rank me depressed. I'm Ezra motherfucking Kirkland. <laughs> so then you're shouting that out loud. Absolutely. <laughs> Had a long day. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long day for everybody. Motherfucking not part of his true name. Yeah. I would. I would love it if it was. So what have you got for defense? Well, you're not going to believe this. I rolled a plus four again. Oh it, shit! Never happened before in my life, and it's happened you're twice in the same day. Well, this is where you need it. Uh, so that's nine total against the wow. five. And, of course, it had to be on a fucking defensive roll. Couldn't have been on an offensive one. <laughs> well, how, how do you shake this off? How um, does that work for your character? Well, I feel the pain and despair, and I just, uh, I just, I don't know how it physically manifests. I, I figure I'm... Yeah, it's could be totally internal. That's what I picture in fact. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just remembering, I'm thinking of, I let out a quick prayer and I just focus on the love of uh, on my daughter mm -hmm. uh, and the love of sounds so but it fits the care the love of God it's the love of God, of God comes yeah. what what Josh you're a warrior of God yeah it's totally within character right. yeah I, I think it's fine yeah 
I do like the dichotomy of that you've got you're tapping all this like higher like external love mm-hmm. to make your outfit. Well, I'm all about like I'm awesome. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Number one. It's a counterpoint to each other. Yes, it is. Actually, that could work quite well. I don't know if this would affect mechanics at all, but I'm thinking as he's filling his heart with God's love and thinking about his daughter, that reminds him of the murdered kid that we just, and that's starts to get the anger going at, at Adam. So we can put that into, come back to that later, but that's, that, that's how I'm getting around my oops earlier. Works for me. Okay. Ezra, what was your defense? I got a five, exactly. Okay. So you're looking at two stress, then. Oh, I thought I had to beat the five. Uh, yes, but then this is a weapon two attack. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. In which case, I'll spend another fate point. I misunderstood, but I was... Oh, okay. Uh, and I'm also Deputy Warden. I'm on the job. Got, ain't got time to mope. Excellent. Rosetta's counting on me. Adam, so... You've got the uh, the broken body of this, you know, some people might say a young woman to you. She's a girl in your arms. Uh, you remember when she came to your shop like a year ago, fresh off the bus out of somewhere in the Midwest, just stumbled into the right place, thankfully. And then after that, who knows what happened? She kind of got on her feet. You stopped hearing from her. Last time you saw her before now was in your shop when she was dropping off that book. And uh, here she is. It's come to this. I couldn't save you from this shit, but I'm sure as hell not going to let you fall now. Um, You know, this kind of shit does not go down in your neighborhood. I go into my glove box, Mm -hmm. and I pull out the thermos filled with the serpent venom. Excellent. It is daytime. It should bring her back. Mm Mm-hmm. And the golem does protect the children. Please take a fate point for that. I say, goddamn right I do. Nice thinking, Ray. <laughs> That's going to use the last of it. Last of it here, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's worth it. Well, wait, do I, we have any more of that? I mean, not, not, not that I'm questioning yeah, your got, choice. We, we got, like, the two big-ass jugs that are back at the bookstore. We thought, only filled up a little bit in the thermos. I thought we used, or no, they used it on us to get us. That was the snake people themselves. Snake, right. Never mind, go on. Yeah, I was just trying to figure out when we, because I remembered how we experienced that. Yeah, <laughs> which she's gonna have a fun time. Mm-hmm. She's already dead. It can't hurt her much anymore. But yeah, I pour it down her throat. You are resuscitating her. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing happens for a moment, and then she spasms and begins seizing violently in your arms. You can hear hideous noises coming from inside her body uh, <laughs> as if she's like no not like you know terrible indigestion or something but like everything is breaking all over again it has to to be reset Adam's going to be really pissed off when the wardens have to execute her for dark magic <laughs> well, that'll be two right. of us that are pissed off at the wardens man they're just having a field date this this time around so yes I I will hold her body steady until I feel everything reset. David, it comes back to you. Okay, um, I'm not sure what to do here because the... Are they still rising? Yeah, they're they're struggling to get up, it looks like. They were blown back against the far wall. Okay, I... Uh, like an interior wall on the other right. side of this courtyard. I wave my gun at them. Yeah. Stay down! Uh-huh. Stay down, damn it! 
Okay. Or I'm going to have to shoot. This sounds like a kind of a social attack here. You're trying to intimidate them, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say that's... Yes. Man, they're still up there. Tough. Well, that was a fairly serious barrier in the way. The fact that your thing blew right through it should probably give them a moment of pause at the very least. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. If I was in a better mood, Adam would ease up on Ezra. Uh... Yeah, Adam's not here to see how awesome I am. Like, oh, man, Adam didn't see that. <laughs> Adam, did you see that? Oh, he's not here. Okay, okay. so I've got intimidation and good, but I'm mm-hmm. trying to think, because the gun is a... I was going to say, tie the wrath of God into it. Isn't the weapon one of your aspects? Yes, oh, yes, it is. You're right. Okay, so it's... Come on, man, another plus two. The odds of that are, yep, there we go. Okay, zero, zero. The odds of that are exactly the same as every other time you've rolled it. That's true. That's how odds work. That's true. <laughs> well, I'm at, uh, I was at good, now I'm at good minus two. So I'm going to tag the gun aspect Absolutely. and re-roll, because that roll sucked. Well, to the ancient master, that roll sucked, big donkey dick. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, plus one. That's good, that's good. All right, so I'm at plus four. I'm at plus four now instead of uh, plus three, which mm-hmm. I already tagged. Do I really want to? S- you know what? Leave it. Okay. Because if so I have to, of, I will shoot these people and then. You've done it before. Yep. Total of plus four. So you hear a voice, David, and uh, it's like a, not quite a whisper, but like someone speaking very quietly to you. Okay. You know, in the tones of intimate conversation, you know, like, uh, oh, like you used to do with your ex-wife when you would go out to those Tuesday evening date nights, you know, leave this place. There is no cause for you to be harmed. I can't leave this place. I have divine business here. All can be as it was. We can return her to you. Return who to whom? And it becomes your wife's voice. You know of whom we speak. Start shooting, dude. My wife was a serial killer. David is talking out loud to no one. I have no desire, and at this point David's not caring, to have her returned to me. Now stay down, or I'm going to have to shoot you. Excellent. Ezra? What are the women, quote, quote, doing? (laughs) I like the air quotes there. Uh, (laughs) They've kind of pushed themselves upright, and they're intensely focused on... David right now. It's that look like you've seen sorcerers do this. It's almost the look of a soul gaze. Right. Ah, okay. They look human from all I can tell. Yeah, you kind of recognize them from God, just a few days ago at the farm. Wait, the farm? Yeah. You know the the orchard up in the hills? Oh, where David killed a bunch of people? Yeah. Was that, that just was a, few a few days, days ago? ago. Okay. <laughs> wow. wow. A few days ago. Holy wow. crap. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's what got me. <laughs> the time compression. Uh, yeah, the shield is not up right like now? It, uh, no, you don't sense it at all. The, all the right. tattered remnants of some bizarre spell, definitely not human in its origin, still hang in the air. Bringing up five shifts, a total of seven shifts, five shifts for attack, two for, uh, two for area. Mm-hmm. Do a lesser version of the of the spell I just did before. Like, that man said down! Shouting for the uh, sonic attack. Nice. Again. There's a, a sort of pressure 
in the ether, you know, some sort of magical pressure that you can feel faintly working against you. So give me a roll. All right. Uh, coming out with a five base. And those are D6s, not plate dice, so that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's a total of five still. I'm going to tap another fate point, bringing in DIY wizard. Uh, Deputy mm-hmm. Warden, I'm on the duty. Mm-hmm. I'm on the job still. Deputy Warden, which brings it to a seven. Seven attack, weapon five, all targets in zone. Okay. And what's your goal here? I'm goal to knock them cold. Okay. Uh, it's a sonic attack with the thought being that it can render them unconscious without having to actually kill them. Gotcha. Which okay. is why I specifically tr- specialized in air and sound. You're yep. probably going to blow some eardrums. That's fine. I can cripple them. I just can't kill them with magic. Oh, okay. I can knock them out and then step on their necks, and that's fine. I just cannot kill them with magic. Gotcha. Dropping a rock on – dropping the ceiling on them that I blasted with magic is a very gray area, which I'm not going into at this point. Like, I didn't kill with magic. I just knocked the roof onto them with magic. The pillars crack. Paint slays away. Oh, that might happen. Tile (laughs) chips up. The blast strikes these two, and uh, they kind of slump, curling up on themselves, clutching their heads protectively before lulling, apparently unconscious. You recognize the feeling now, that weird magical pressure. That's a, a presence, a will, and not a human one either. Adam. Yo. She's uh, Jerry. That was her name. Two R's and an I. Okay. Little heart over the eye, the way she always wrote it, and she would tell people that, like, when it was spelled out. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Twist the knife. Pour it on. <laughs> She's feverishly hot in your arms. Uh, her arm snaps back into place. Uh, she takes a great gasp of breath and then lets out a scream. <laughs> Pushing and flailing, desperately trying to get away from you. I hope, uh, yeah, let's hear break my grip. <laughs> so you're holding fast to her then? Yeah, until, because I remember what it was like coming out of that. Her heels drum the floor. Her head thrashes. She screams again. It's this inarticulate howl of pain. It's, it's inhuman. You've only heard people make those sounds during some of the darkest points in human history that you were witness to when people would do just terrible things to their fellows. It sounds like that. Her legs crack back into place. Something inside shifts. She's trying to look more like herself again. Her eyes roll up, and she passes out. Is she breathing? She's breathing, and you can see the, the faint tick of pulse in her neck. I'm not moving until she, she's awake. No, she's like knocked stone unconscious, covered in sweat, like a person who's been through a terrible physical ordeal. I pick her up carrier with me, and I guess we had better figure out a way out of here after we deal with whatever Ezra and David are dealing with. David? Do I hear the scream? You can't really hear... Well, well, yeah, because I'm a little yes, confused because as how far away we are from him. Oh, maybe 20 feet? Oh, well, hell. I've been be blasting a lot of sonic attacks. Well, that's, yeah. That's true. So it's up to you. Either you're, you're hearing nothing but muffled sounds and ringing, or you hear the scream. Uh, I actually would like to propose an alternative, sir. Yes? Because of who I am, I hear nothing but muffled ringing, and yet 
in the lat, I think this is the right usage of this word. If it's not, please vestiges of no, it's not. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, of the ringing, I hear the faint. I hear the scream. Ah, yes. God, you've never heard a person scream like that. Never. Hope you never have to. I am going. Shut that chicken up. <laughs> Thankfully, you don't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take off back toward uh, Adam is because, you know, since Ezra is so awesome, he's got this. He doesn't need me. Okay. No, actually, I'm doing it because I want to know what the hell's going on with the screen. It's a good thing you do because as you turn around, you see Adam there, you know, this, this huge form, you know, powerfully built, totally absorbed in this, like, little broken, you know, young woman he's holding, completely oblivious to the uh, two security guards who are in there, one of them pointing a pistol at him, shouting, uh, the other one pointing a pistol at you. They've got vests on. There's tactical response written across there. It's not police, but it's clearly designed to, like, give that same response from people. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm cradling Jerry's body close to mine. I'm not, I don't give a shit about anything else. Uh, the other one has a pistol up. He's got it raised at you, and he's shouting something. You know what he's shouting, you know, something along right. the lines, get down, you know, something like that. Uh, I have a gray area. What skill would be involved in, well, I guess I'll just tell you what I would like to do and see, we can see how it would work mechanically, but if it's something that I don't have a chance in hell at succeeding at, I'm going to want to do something else. I'm thinking, I don't want to kill these people. Because that would go against, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they're just guys doing their jobs. But I do need to get them out of the way. So I was thinking of trying to pull off like a toss of the gun that hits one in the head and then bounces off of his head and hits the other one. A little bit beyond the purview of what we're looking at here, but hitting one, certainly. I'd say just because of the, the theme and mood we've tried to set, that might be beyond that. But hitting one in the head? Yeah, that is kind of saucy of me. Okay. And you can maybe try tackling the other one. Okay. Difficult as hell, but you do have some tape points. I have three, yes. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pistol. Well, do I need to, in order to tackle the other one, do I need to throw the gun or can I just pistol whip the guy? How close are they? I just really like the image of throwing your original, of throwing it and then running at the other two. Okay, I'll do that then. Okay, so that would be, can I use guns for this, or do I need to use athletics or fists or something? Yeah, you'd have to use athletics or fists okay. or something. All right, hang on, let me back to, oh, I still have mild exhausted as a consequence. I can get rid of that now, can't I? Yes. That was right from, <laughs> from oh, well, there we go. Okay. Ooh, cool. Guns and athletics are both a great, so there we go. All right, let's see. All right, we got, oh, not looking so good so far. No. All right, looking at minus two. So let's re-roll that by tag. I am correct in my assumption that the high concept can be is an aspect that can be tagged, yes? It absolutely is. Okay, I'm going to tag champion of the innocent. Okay. My whole point in doing this is to get them out of the way so I can see what's going on. Yeah, the, the keyword innocent there yes. makes it work for me. Yeah, okay, re-rolling. God damn it! Minus two at this point. Right. I was better off with my plus one from before. It is really difficult. The gun flies out. The guard on the uh, on the right flinches and fires. Oh, but you're not dead. 
and you hit the other one, the one who is aiming his pistol at Adam, slamming him, him into the wall, knocking the wind out of him, and definitely taking him by surprise. Okay. Can I, since I have now lost my weapon, can I grab his gun, or do I need to wait for the next round? <laughs> you can definitely try. I think we're still sort of in initiative here. Okay. Let me just put the guards in. Uh, keep in mind, we got about five minutes here, and I have to go to work an hour earlier than I used to. So, oh, no I problem. I think we should be able to wrap up here in a couple minutes. So, Ezra. All right. So the the women are down. Yeah. Um, they guards look just unconscious. guards just ran in. Looking back over your shoulder at all the kerfuffle, yes, looks like there's a, a pair of guards in here. Uh, one of them is in some sort of scrum with David and maybe Adam. The other one is assessing the situation at the moment. Ah, oh, they got it. <laughs> I'm gonna, two, two, two normal guards. I just blasted wizards. You guys can take a couple of guards. I got an egg to find, so I am like, you guys got this? And I am, you guys got this? Good. Great. I'm running. And, and I'm going to run off and follow the tracker. Excellent. Absolutely certain that they've got it. Hometown I have faith here. in them both. Forward you go into a, like, wood-paneled hallway. David shot a god, and I've seen Adam throw cars around. I'm fairly certain they've got this. <laughs> okay, well, you got me another one. <laughs> Through one of these, like, uh, big double doors with the you know, iron studs and the aged wood into what looks like a Victorian drawing room kind of thing. You know, big wooden shelves and plush chairs and a giant window and, you know, animal head up on the wall, that kind of thing. And uh, there you are, up on one of the shelves, tucked away between uh, like a bunch of nature books from the 20s, maybe purchased at a thrift store or something. Is it a book? Absolutely. I'll be damned. Van was right on this theory. I didn't buy it. Score one for Adam. Speaking of Adam, oh, you're, yeah, you're, that. Kind of, you're kind of aware that something's going on now because David and a guard are lying on top of you. <laughs> like and that they're not sleeping. It, is the child hurt? You are have totally protected her. You're Man, like, you are focused. You, know, you are cradling her and stuff. And because I'm going into ultimate outsider mode, I'm going into Frankenstein rage mode. Excellent. Brad, Brad. No, it's more like standing up and picture the Hulk roaring at a couple guys. Oh, we don't like it when he's angry. Yeah, nice. I really like that. Basically, I like grab the side of the car, and if I have to, I will lift it up, but I'm shouting, get away! Leave nice. <laughs> Hulk alone! <laughs> Take a fate point for that, because that totally brings into focus in my mind now what Ultimate Outsider means to you. Does your shirt rip and everything? Maybe not, but... I think you ought to, I think you ought to rend it. <laughs> Alright, lifting up the car, the, sh the, the shirt will rip. Okay. <laughs> I will totally allow that. We don't need a might roll or, or anything <laughs> like that. The guard who is, like, still upright and stuff backs out through the door, stumbles over himself, and then uh, takes off. You can hear him <laughs> saying something into his, like, he's got one of the little microphones up near his shoulder. Mm -hmm. You can hear him saying something about backup or reinforcements or something as he pelts away over the lawn. I grabbed David. Is he okay? 
Okay, David, as you're reaching for this guy's gun, the two of you struggling, someone just blocks you off off of him. Well, I would think I would have heard him doing the get away thing, so. Absolutely. That kind of a, you don't hear that or see that and go, well, I better continue. I don't know. Close combat can absorb a lot of your attention. <laughs> so what you doing? Okay, I'll grab his gun and I'm holding his gun on him. I say, I advise you to do what the man said, because I don't please. know whether, I'm assuming we, yeah, please, because I'm assuming we've seen this before. Or maybe we haven't. I don't know. Yeah, you uh, you saw some of this when you were fighting the uh, incursion of the the Winter Court into the city. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was really upset then. <laughs> they were yeah, messing he, with kids. <laughs> he backs up, uh, just like crab walking, or uh, you know, just crabbing away, pushing back, uh, gets out the doorway and stumbles upward into a sprint away. I'm gonna. F- I'm not aiming to hit him. I'm aiming to, I'm going to shoot at his, in the general direction of his heat, of him kind of hurrying him along. Mm-hmm. Kind of like in. fire up into the air. Well, I'm picturing, and maybe that's what they do. I'm picturing in True Lies where, where, uh, they're trying, to, where they're dealing with Bill Paxton's character and he starts to run off and Tom Arnold's, uh, character fires a couple shots. I don't know if he's firing it into the air or whether he's firing. He's yeah. probably firing at him, but yes, urging him along. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a very funny scene. But anyway, that's what I'm doing. Hey, uh, looking out the door, you can see now uh, several vehicles approaching with sirens flashing. They're not police cars, but you know they've got the light bar and everything up on top. And one of them, all of these are in this nice, like, honey, kind of golden brown color with this silver swan logo on the hoods. And one of them, in this same paint job, very nicely detailed, beautifully painted, is a APC. Hmm. Armored personnel carrier? Holy crap. personnel carrier. I'm going to retrieve my gun. Can I do something? Uh, yes. I think you've done about enough. No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm still. I think I'm kind of lost in this haze of nothing will hurt this child. Mm-hmm. And I basically, it's like, God damn it! It's the windmill and the villagers all over again. That was precisely <laughs> what I was aiming for. Um, I see like the big vehicle. I know it's the APC. Mm-hmm. I'm launching the car at that thing. Oh, <laughs> and I think that. That's where we'll leave it. Oh, damn! <laughs> he picks up the car and her, and his muscles bulge as he hurls it and then, and to be continued. And the best part of it is I don't really remember exactly what happens next because I have not heard these since we originally played them. So this is going to be fun for me as well. A couple of things of note before we wrap up here. There will be a delay. I don't know exactly how long this one took longer to put out than I had planned. But there will be a delay before the next couple issues are posted. I'm going on a trip. I'll be out of town for two weeks and I will not have my computer with me, so I will not be posting any podcasts. 
However, Moondog is editing away, and I wanted to say, that's another thing I forgot to mention in the beginning, thank you so much to Moondog for editing these play sessions, because, man, I was just not getting it done, and he has been getting it done, and it's been really nice to be able to post these on a fairly regular basis. This one, like I said, went a little bit longer than I had planned. Okay, a lot longer. I was like, when was the last issue post? And went, Boo! oh my god. So, yeah, I did not realize how much time had gone by. So I apologize for that, because I really want to express my appreciation to you listeners who are sticking around through these delays and all that kind of stuff as we try to get back on our feet and hopefully gain back the kind of listenership we had before. It's not an easy climb, but we're doing it, and we appreciate those of you who have stuck by us through all this and are continuing to do so and who are sending us feedback, and who are commenting on the Facebook page, and you all know who you are, and thank you. It means a lot. It, it does. I'm being kind of theatrical and silly about it, but it does. It means a whole lot. And I I know I've said that in posts, but I wanted to make a point of saying it here as well. And if any of you want to leave feedback, who haven't yet, or even if you have and you want to do it again, go to our Facebook page. Just type in Monkeys Took My Jetpack. Jetpack is one word. I know technically it's not, but I think it looks better as one word, so that's how I wrote it. And the Facebook page is there. You can comment on any episode you like. That's been made since the Facebook page got started. And if you want to mention them by name, you can even comment on episodes that haven't been But, uh, yeah, do that. Or you can send a message to feedback at mtmjetpack.com. Now, one more thing I wanted to stress to you, the awesomeness of Frank Nelson. I was amazed that Josh knew who Frank Nelson was, and it looked like uh, Thunderstep may have known as well. Not not that he's this big secret or anything. I just, I learned about him from old-time radio, and I don't know many people who listen to old-time radio. And if you haven't, you really should check that out as a whole. It's fun. Granted, the audiences aren't quite as sophisticated as audiences of today, so some of the twists that were probably like, Oh my God! And some of the stories are not quite so, Oh my God! Now. But it's still fun. There are all kinds of things. You know, this is before they had television, so you got comedy, drama, suspense, uh, mystery. Anyway, in the comedy is the Jack Benny program. It was never really the Jack Benny program, but that's how you can usually find it. It was always either the Lucky Strike program or the Great Nuts and Great Nuts Flakes program. It was always the sponsor name, starring Jack Benny and his gang. Um, but anyway, one of the guys who makes an appearance every now and again on that show is Frank Nelson, and he has, as Josh rightly said, one shtick, but he does it very well. In fact, I bet if you just go to YouTube and look up Frank Nelson, uh, you will get some fun. I, I think you'll enjoy what you find. And if you want to let us know what you found, then please feel free to drop a line on the Facebook page or to feedback at mtmjetpack.com. So, I've babbled on much longer than I usually do on these outros, but uh, I wanted to get this stuff out and make sure that it was presented. So, now, for those of you who wish to stick around, we have some pre-game banter from not one, but two sessions. Otherwise, the rest of you we will catch in MPMJ 66. And since imitation is the best form of flattery, I say unto all of you, Excelsior! No, it just doesn't have that many clothes. I'm sticking with my own closing. So, 
Until next time, this is Blind Geek saying thank you for listening to Monkeys Took My Jetpack and reminding you that your imagination is just like a jetpack. You gotta keep it fired up and always let it soar. Hey, I think I screwed something up, so is there anybody else in the conversation window? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, there are two of you. Looks like Al is Al still is... being contacted. Oh, okay, but he's in there. Yeah. Cool, I did it right. Yay. Hello. There he is, hey! How you doing, mate? Aye, aye, aye. Hey, man, I didn't see you at all, so like, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I've got a moment to go get some coffee. <laughs> and I just got on, no. you see. How you doing, Oh, he does, because i got to get a beverage as well. I just was looking at the time and thought, rather than be a late ass like usual, I'm going to log on now and take care of this stuff after the fact. So, awesome. Well, yeah. go get your beverage. I shall. I'll, I shall return forthwith. Right-ho. Pip-pip. Does everyone sound fuzzy to you? I don't you know. You sound fine. All right. I, I just I'll plugged in it. my headset, so. You, you sound fine, actually. You have sound fine. Eric was sounding fine, then he stopped sounding fine, and Al's been kind of fussing and crackly since he got on. I don't know what to tell you. All right. Here's what irritates me. Listening to NPR a couple days ago, and they had an interview, oh. they had an interview via Skype with the guy, with the uh, leader of the uh, rebels in Syria, and now that doesn't bother me. What <laughs> bothered me is the fact that they had an interview of Skype, and he was crystal clear. Like, how do they get to the guy in the middle of war and tour Syria? And he sounds wonderful, but I'm talking to people you know, in the same country in American infrastructure, and our Skype sounds terrible. Well, there's your answer, what? my friend, American infrastructure. Yeah, not, not going to touch it. It's a damn thing. Like, the leader of the Syrian rebels sounds crystal clear talking to NPR from across the planet. Other side how of the, the hell world. did they even get – I'm still wondering how the hell they even got an interview with him. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like much less via Skype. I'm like, really via Skype? All right, they must pay for their uh, for like Skype Plus or something at NPR. I don't know. Probably, but still, I know that's pretty funny. The thought of the leader, the the general of the uh, Syrian rebels, sitting down at his little computer, bringing up Skype and locking in his password, like. <laughs> Sod sucks 101 types in for his password, you know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hilarious. You know, I don't think the statement coffee equal civilization is either mathematically or logically invalid. I always thought it was coffee equals God. Uh, I don't know about that. But I really think if you've got coffee, you've got civilization. I'm all hooked on the energy drinks now. It's a terrible thing. They actually, they actually tear up your body a little bit. I'm sure they do, especially because I buy the 99 cent Rip It ones, and they're they taste like 99 cents. Mm. Man, well, do you guys remember Rip It? Now, now think think how terrible energy drinks are. Then think of ones that aren't made of quality ingredients. Oh God. <laughs> oh, are they really you that terrible? Just, <laughs> yes, they are. Are we talking taste or or health wise? Or yes, health wise. <laughs> both. Mm. I don't I don't buy the good ones either. I love the five-hour energy drink. I think it's stupid to swear by any of those, but I will tell you, in a pinch, I will slug me down a five-hour energy drink, and they work just as advertised. I don't do the shots anymore. I do the. I don't do the shots anymore. I do the, the drink. Hmm. It's too much. Too much work for me. Amped, rip it. Do you guys know if Rip Fuel is still around? Rip Fuel. I 
Yeah, Rip Fuel. Doesn't sound familiar. Sounds lean with testosterone! Yeah, basically. <laughs> you run faster than Kenyans! <laughs> Used to do, no, that's, let's not be ridiculous. <laughs> you missed a hell of a session last week. We did so much of absolutely nothing. Yeah, I saw the emails and I'm like, oh, well, nothing's gonna happen. God damn. Yeah, I even, I was even prepped. I had Wushu, a Wushu setting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, you mean the chat window was, oh, you saw the... The emails back and forth. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do want to do that setting. When I came days. back. Cause, uh... Yeah. It looks when cool. I came back, uh, fucking, uh, not earlier today. Yeah, earlier today. Oh, wow. Saw all that. Yeah. I'm good. I got my coffee. I'm happy. Coffee. Coffee is a good thing. Coffee. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I got my my iced water. You can have your coffee. I'll take me. I'll take my iced water. Oh, now that's something I miss. Some good iced coffee. Yeah, that's good stuff. Mm. Like iced coffee. That's what I get from Tim Hortons all the time out here. Oh, you got probably don't have Tim Hortons. Eric, uh, Thunderstep might. I know. I know what a Tim Hortons is. I do yeah. not, but I get a basic contextual. Con what the hell was they're that, Hick? Contextual the idea. They're the most popular restaurants in Canada. <laughs> they're the most popular restaurants in Canada. Uh, they've got them in some of the northern states out here too. They're, they're basically it's kind of like a Starbucks, but it's all coffee and donuts. Donuts are delicious. Coffee's really good. Their sandwiches and breakfast stuffs really tasty too. It's my favorite fast food place. Do they sell poutine um, there? They do not sell poutine. Well, here's, here's it's a coffee a donuts place, and then like some sandwiches, oh, okay. and, uh, and it's what, right across what the, the street from where I work. It's been a while since I've been to a Tim Hortons. What's the level of of uh, donut quality? Would you call it? Uh, it's on par with like, like at least on par with what? Krispy Kreme, I'd say. Oh damn, that's some that's some high praise, sir. Their their Tim bits, which are like their donut holes, are especially good because you buy like you can buy them in bulk, pretty much. Nice for cheap. Awesome. Their their coffee's delicious too. Just the regular Jive coffee, and then the rice coffee's good. And like I said, it's right across the street from where I work every morning, so I, they get mm -hmm. a lot of my money. Of course, you can buy them in bulk. Nice. They're only going to throw them away. That's how capitalism works. That's right. Thank you, George Carlin. The new Cobalt Save My Baby is out finally, which I had kickstarted, so now I'm waiting for my print copy to come. <laughs> Keep waiting, I got, my, fool. I, got my, I got my PDF. Awesome. Well, the Tales from the Floating Vagabond second edition Kickstarter made it. God damn it! I yep, they took my fifty-five dollars. They took mine. I forgot that I had I'd forgotten that it was ending. So like, thank you for your payment. I'm like, what? Yeah. No. Well, I, I new, glad I got that raise because I didn't realize I know well, fifty-five bucks. I was I, I pledged my support, and then the more I read about what he was doing with the rules, the more I was like, you know, I don't know, I don't know if I really. He's still using the dice that are just that no one has. Oh, cool! What dice? It well, looked like he was using regular dice. It didn't look like he was using the funny weird. Well, okay, I don't consider I don't consider D thirty a regular dice. That's not exactly he's one that he's still he's still using the D thirty. He's still using the damn D thirty. I've got this D30 I've been using. I've been using for looking for a use for. So. Yeah, exactly. I, I I have a D30 and I've used it to throw at players that piss me off. I actually I have, I use it now. I've got the big I've got the big blue D30 rule I took for uh, my stars dot numbers game. Mm -hmm. Basically, once per session you can use the D30 to roll any die to replace nice, any like die. That. So like you can use it for attacks or saves or damage or skill. So you have a legitimate use. I just use it to hurt people. <laughs> That's legitimate. Also, That's legitimate, especially if they're being assholes. Mm. Yeah, exactly. 
I also uh, just kickstarted a new game called, or a new version of a game called Supers, which is another superhero game that I'll probably never play. But oh no, we may play that really... because it is that the Simon, the one that used to be for um, Simon Washburn, and he sold it to yeah, someone. Yeah, the one that Simon Washburn originally created, and now someone else is redoing. Although why they're redoing it, I have no idea because it was perfectly fine the first time around. But I don't, I'm not, I don't think why, I have Supers. Why does the name Washburn sound familiar to me? Because that's. Ah, okay. Thanks. Or that's Wash's full last name on Firefly, I think. <laughs> I know how one, how attached you are to that show, so that could be it. It was okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. I was being I was being quasi sarcastic. A friend of mine thankfully showed it to me like in the proper order because I guess when it was on TV it was all well, out they, of order. They and screwed weird stuff that like up, that. so that show didn't have a chance because yeah. they what they, show Firefly. Oh yeah, I really liked the show. Yeah, it was okay. But, yeah. It just because the just, only really time I saw like it. Yeah, I mean, same here. I didn't see it. I didn't see it in its original run, but I'm kind of glad I didn't because I mean, they not only did they show the episodes out of order, they showed the pilot that was really supposed to be the pilot last. They kept changing the time slot because sports events kept preempting it, and it's just like, and then you wonder why the ratings suck, guys. Come on, and this is before they were really mm-hmm. taking. Uh, well, hell, this may be before. Um, this was right when DVR was starting to come into its own, I mean, 2002. So I think if they ran it now, even with the time shifting, it probably would have done pretty well because they now they consider things like DVR as a viable ratings representation, or at least more than they used to. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Great old song. Yep. But uh, anyway, I wonder, I'll have to take a look at that. Yeah, I got uh, Supers. It's either going to be... My, my superhero game of choice is probably either going to be Supers or Capes Cowls. I like the philosophy behind Capes Cowls, but Supers is just damn simple to play. Really what about Villain's Town? Those two, yeah. That's all a bunch of chicken scratching, though. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Josh, I think I stomped on your net there. I uh, said so I'm not familiar with Supers. I think I'm... I've heard of it, I but I know nothing about it. It's, it uses... I that RPG now. I don't think I do now. I think it only uses, like, the most you can have in an attribute is... That's not right. I'd have to read it again. I know it has... It uses, like, D6s, and you have... Your attributes are resistances and very broad action attributes, or very broad... Like, there's a one attribute... Kind of like Quags has body, brain, and nerve, where they're very, very broad in scope, and that's how these attributes work. Resistance to physical, resistance to uh, will... Willful, willpower attacks and resistance to whatever the other thing is. And then you have other attributes that are inflicting those kinds of things. And then you have your powers, which I forget how that... I'd have to read it again. But I remember reading it and going, wow, this is really simple. I'm doing a horrible job of describing it because I'm basing it on information I read very quickly in a pretty long time ago. So, But I do remember finishing it and going, oh, wow, that'd be kind of fun to play. And it wouldn't be that hard to memorize the rules, I say, laughing now because I haven't. But it was like a good year ago that I read the thing. Oh, yeah, I remember my only concern about it was that it was um, might be too simple. Like uh, you might find situations where, but their big thing about it was the same thing as as like Capes Cal and Villains Foul, where you have an att- your powers are so broad that you can use them in creative ways without having to have a separate power for every little thing, right. which some people like, some people don't. It's just whatever's your thing, chicken wing. I understand it ain't no thing but a chicken wing. That too. I like mixing my jive talk up a little bit. Keeps people on their toes. Exactly. And upholds my Caucasian heritage. (laughs) You're from the Caucasus? That's right. (laughs) Oh, man. 
So, like, my last couple, I don't know, weeks, I guess, the last two weeks or so have been have been pretty shitty. So I'm thinking of either just diving right into the game, or maybe if you guys are in better moods, we can banter for a little bit. I don't know. We can There's banter, that's fine, that but what... I'd ask what the hell happened to you, but, you know, the week's been that shitty, you probably don't want to rehash it. Oh, it's, it's boring, and uh, no one would care, but... <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, just a lot of stuff going on. It's just really... Ugh. We that care, man. We care. I mean, you should know by now, when you're down and in trouble and you need a helping hand and nothing seems to be going Don't right... You, if you start singing, I'll smack you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm interested to know where this just, is going. You know, close your eyes and think of us and, you know, all it is is a Skype call and we'll be there. To darken even to brighten even your darkest night, or to darken even your God. brightest night, depending on what. Yeah, you darkening need. your brightest. Yeah, there you go. All right. Just uh, call out our name, and you know wherever we are, we'll come running to see you again. In darkest day and brightest night. Wait, no. Winter, spring, summer, or fall. All you got to do is call, and we'll be there. You've got. You know what's well. funny, friends? I actually do not recognize this at all. Oh, really? Really? Oh my God! Is that really? Carly Simon or is that Carol King? It's uh, it's Carol King. Or James Taylor, or but it was written by Carol King, so we'll say that she originated it. It's certainly the Carol King version I'm more familiar with. Yeah, well, yeah, it's better off James Taylor's version. Well, my mother was a my mother was a huge Carol King fan. Yeah, she's got pretty good taste. A, I actually, I don't, I mean, I'm rather proud to admit I'm pretty big Carol King fan as well. And I just heard Earth Move Under My Feet the other day coming home from work, and I rocked. <laughs> oh the out. man, I haven't heard that song in a while. Yeah, I had either. I was playing on the Canadian station out here. I'm like, holy shit, yeah. What the oh, hell? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. system for That's the metric system. <laughs> I've got these three kittens running around that have been helping keep my spirits up. It's really hard to be mopey and depressed when I've got three kittens all like roughhousing on the kitchen, on the kitten, on Aww. the uh, living room floor. Oh, that is the truth. Yeah, it's hard to be in a grumpy mood when you have kittens. See what he, what he, what's helping to bolster his spirit is three predators fighting for hierarchy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> they're so cute. They have all the right features, you know, disproportionately large heads, big facial features, short limbs, clumsy movements. The eyes. It's, yeah, that's set off everything probably since alligators. Ever. Yeah. It prompts our, uh, prompts our care instincts. Oh, you look depressed, Josh. Here, let me chase after this piece of paper. Don't you feel better now? <laughs> As a friend of mine once said, Oh, cats, we think they're playing with us. Really, they're trying to kill us. They're just too small. <laughs> that could be some uh, truth to that. Well, these ones are bottle-raised by us, so they're still... they they're, we, we are mom to them, as far as they're concerned. How are they doing? They're doing really well. Uh, finally good. got the flea problem control. Wow, Yay. excellent. That's hard to do. Yeah, it was. Uh, they're doing good. Yeah, they've been running around all day, roughhousing. Mm-hmm. Try to get Linda. Let me call one uh, Robbie the Roughhouser, but she wasn't going for it. <laughs> Why not? Like, no one will get. No one will get that reference. I'm like I don't care. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. Yeah, we, we. I know we got it, but no. <laughs> yeah, well, I've I've been been listening to Night Vale late, lately, so I need to. I got start in on that. I keep reading good stuff about it, and they actually had a thing on NPR about it. You need to start uh, at but, number one and let it go. <laughs> Yep. You have to learn why you are not supposed to ever go into the dog park. The whole thing just sounds like uh, un- Unknown Armies to me, which is cool because I love Unknown Armies. I, never what, what is it? I, I zoned for a second. What are we talking about now? Sorry. 
jelly beans. There's a, pod- Night- there's a podcast called Welcome to Night Vale. I highly recommend it. This creepy Midwestern city, that's and it's their, like, radio broadcast. Oh, somebody else was telling me like- about that. Who was? Oh, Excel 4 was telling me about that. I need, I need yeah. to check that it, out. It's like, yeah. It's like Lake Wobegon days if uh, Lake Wobegon was in the middle of the desert and haunted by secret government agencies in Cthulhu. Wait, it wasn't? Yeah, no. This is even worse. <laughs> it, it, and then Unknown Arms was a uh, postmodern horror game that I really, really enjoyed that had all that kind of like weird conspiracy, just weirdness stuff. Yeah, I, I, I like Unknown Arms. I got I got to play it once. Uh, it was a God. What the hell was I playing? I say like all her power. Yeah, no. I mean, it, one of the characters, each character had a different. Like one guy was he could only do magic and stuff if he was like fucking drunk out of his mind. That's a Dipsomancer. So yep, Dipsomancer. Thank you. I had the one that basically I got my power by pissing other people off. I don't remember that one. Yeah, but you know, basically I was playing Mega Bitch. I should have done an internet troll, but oh well. I played a Entropomancer. Uh, me and my wife were playing it online in chat rooms for a bit. I got to play a. I was playing an Entropomancer Chaos Mage that basically he charged up his magic by putting himself into reckless, recklessly dangerous situations. Oh. Anyway, I listen to Night Vale and it gives me ideas for Don't Rest Your Head, so. Also good, yeah. But yeah. It, it's. Unknown Army is basically the David Lynch role playing game. That's a good way of putting it. That's a really very good David way of putting Lynch, it. Very, very David Lynch, very Tim Powers, a little bit of Cronenberg. And is it just us no, talking like Cronenberg? I mean, the, the concept was that magic isn't the exclusive purview of old men and dusty tomes and wisdom of Atlantis. Magic grows and changes with society. So, you know, there are now magicians that use the power of television or magicians that use the power of alcohol or, or uh, pornography or history itself. And not everyone's a magician. There's all, it's got like three levels. You got like your regular street level adventures, and you've got like kind of things that are like a world conspiracy, worldwide conspiracy level, and then you've got the whole like big cosmic struggle level, depending on where you want to set the game, and it all kind of blends together. Robin Laws and John Tynes wrote it. It's very good. Speaking of games, no, it wasn't um, Robin Laws. My... Greg Stolze. Not the same difference. They're practically the same. You ever see the two of them in a room at the same time? True. Robin Laws did uh, Feng Shui, which is also getting a new reboot soon. Awesome! Ecstatic. I read I am very excited to hear that. Robin Laws put out a book, uh, New Tales of the Yellow Sign, and that that was actually really good. I haven't read that, but yeah, he's a big Lovecrafty fan. I will be picking... Watch out where the Migos flying, and don't you touch that yellow sign. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. I have yeah, PDFs really. of the older stuff, but they were horribly scanned, so it makes it almost illegible for me. I've got so much Feng Shui books that I've only ever played that game once. <laughs> I've got so much of the books because I love it. I think I've heard the Seen name. It? Oh, that's it's awesome. Just the setting alone. You could take the setting and this – some games I think this is kind of a cop-out. This is not one of those times. You can take the setting and just wushu it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the setting is basically... Feng Shui, I think, was a game that was made because nobody had thought of Hong Wushu. Movies. Or, the, or the system, I should say. Okay. The system for Feng Shui was made because nobody had thought of Wushu yet. That's that's my yeah, personal it was, opinion. It was, it was really innovative at the time because it was all about, like, no, you're an action hero, and if you want to, uh, you know, block bullets 
with a sword or run up a stream of bullets if you're very good or you know do crazy Hong Kong action with, then just do it just do it don't worry about it. okay mm-hmm. you know, here's a neg- negative one modifier for being ludicrous oh so yeah I, I think that's you the mentioned most that. okay do you even get um, I think yeah, you even get about, extra yeah. extra bonuses for descriptiveness if I'm not mistaken yeah I can't recall actually but it was all uh, all the characters were they called them stereotypes not classes because you're all like Hong Kong action hero stereotypes and it involved mm-hmm. a lot of time travel that way you could oh, have adventures awesome. You could have adventures in like the John in the uh, John Wu nineties, or you could have adventures in like the ancient feudal China with magic, or you could do it in the future or the West. They got a Wild West kind of a setting. They don't have an official Wild West one. Oh, they don't. I could swear one of the books I had was like for eighteen seventies things. The hell? I think there's one for the eighteen seventies, but it's not necessarily in the West. Although I guess there's nothing that keeps you from then just going out to the West. But yeah, there's like six different time frames. And then there's the whole underworld that connects it, which is also crazy. It's got cybernetic apes, which is always good. That's, oh, it's just got everything. Everything is and the kitchen sink. Put, is that why they put that in Fate? They may have. Maybe. They have a League of uh, Jewish Superhuman Martial Artists that use the power of Kaibala. Oh, wow. There's a Viking pinball area named uh, Pinball Hala. <laughs> Elevator to the underworld got elevator to the to the netherworld got really crazy to the point that some people uh, don't care for it much. But you know me. Elevator to the underworld that already sounds cool. Elevator to the netherworld actually I think that's called it. Yeah, that's the title of my fourth album. (laughs) Feng Shui is a pretty cool setting. Man, I don't know if anyone else is, but I'm getting a lot of echo. What's up? I am too. Yeah, I am too. I don't know what to do about it though. Yeah, I don't know either. Hey, we're still here. I'm hearing myself. Understand? Actually, it's gone yeah, I'm now. I'm hearing everybody like two or three times. Can I'm not hearing it now, but I wasn't yet. Yeah, it's Thunderstep, we've yeah. got you. Can you hear us? Yes. What okay. the hell happened there? Meh, who knows? Uh, Skype. Yeah, I'm so coming in off us? somebody's like a second later. Weird. Yeah, I'm hearing it too now with, with Al and me. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to try hanging up and then coming back. I apologize if this disconnects everybody, but that's what Skype does sometimes. If only we were calling so I'll from be Syria. back in a second. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not at the moment, thankfully. All right. There. All right. Did it work? I think maybe. We didn't hear from Josh. Did it go so away? I, think I, so. I was hearing a very faint bit from myself, but it was... Yeah, I'm getting it very faintly. I'm not hearing it like I was before. I'm not hearing it at all. I mean, maybe it is. Are you guys doing headsets or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I don't know. I'm not hearing it at all right now. I'm good right now. Hey, speaking of being good, my <clears throat> recording software ain't not working. So, Blind Geek, is yours up and running? Uh, it should be. I better double check since we aren't going to have a backup necessarily. Yeah, I doesn't is was have a backup. Okay. It is recording. Grammar lately. Yep. I'm recording. Here Speaking of cats trying to kill us, my cat, I think, noticed that I'm feeling bad. He came up behind me, and he was attacking my back through the chair, but keeping his his claws sheathed. So it's just these tiny little kitty cat paws repeatedly tapping my spine. <laughs> carrying a lot of stress there on your shoulders there, boss. You know? Let me help you. That I, out give, for you. I give you back massage. Yeah, he's no snake, but that's okay. Those guys give the best neck rubs. Uh, okay, nobody has experienced that apparently. No, nope. you, you told me you told me none of you guys ever carried a snake of any type around your neck and or shoulders. Not for a long period of time. I never had anything bigger than garter snakes. Yes. Okay. 
I, I went we to only, a reptile fair. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So we only ever had garter snakes, which aren't really big. Yeah, it'd be tough to do that. That's kind of like a, a living ribbon. It's like a yeah. piece of string. Or a garter. Yeah. 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 So I was helping a buddy out at a reptile fair, and I, I had to carry the boa constrictor and show it off. Yay! So. Those things are awesome, as long as they're not grumpy. Yeah, they are. No, that, that, she was just like, eh, you're warm, I'm sleeping. Yep. So. <laughs> you are the best tree, good night. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I always felt so bad for the alligator that he was showing off, because apparently, it was the weirdest damn story. And it's one of those things where it's like, you hear it and you don't believe it until you actually see the animal, mm-hmm. because he and his dad apparently are like one of the only reptile rescues where I was growing up as a kid, and they had an alligator, and this was like six, seven foot alligator. It wasn't like a baby alligator okay. somebody flushed out the toilet. That's yeah. really needs rescued. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, where the hell did you get that? And there's you like a big the scar. Yeah, there was like a big scar on the alligator's head, and he's like, oh yeah, uh, this apparently was a pet of a drug dealer. <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay, tell me the story. So apparently. This drug dealer had this pet alligator and was like screwing around with it. Yeah, but I, he was screwing around with it, not being smart, and the alligator decided, all right, enough is fucking enough, and took a bite out of him. And it locked his jaws and wouldn't let him go. And the drug dealer, you know, he was freaking out, and he tried shooting the alligator, which only seemed to piss it off. Mm-hmm. And he shot like a, like a 9 millimeter. It was enough to leave oh, the scar, shit. but yeah. Okay, 9 millimeter ain't going to do much to crock. Well, <sighs> but... A, 9 millimeter, eh, uh, well, never mind, go on. Yeah, Apparently, it was more than enough for the cops to finally come into the house for discharging a firearm within city limits. And so the cops, you know, they were finally able to get this drug dealer on, you know, a weak-ass charge. But, hey, now they're left with a grumpy alligator. <laughs> so they had to call in <laughs> my friend and his dad to come collect this alligator. Oh. And apparently, you know, a the alligator... Bullet, a grumpy bulletproof alligator on top of all that. Yeah. And the alligator apparently was evidence. So, you know, it's not like they could just get rid of it. They had to... They had to tag him and handle him to that fat sergeant. They had to go on the, the stand and like, yeah, that's the guy that shot me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Wallacator, go for it. It was also, bizarre. He's got like a whole crate full of meth in the back alley. I saw it. I'm only able to talk because awesome. this guy's so fucked up. I... <laughs> you was the bum that shot me in the head. I want to play that alligator it was, or something. Did into his ass and I wound up on the meth addiction. What the hell? I checked out a movie called Rogue recently, and it was like, uh, the subtitle is like, how fast can you swim? And I'm like, oh, this looks awful. And it actually is a pretty good giant alligator movie. Uh, They have very good alligator animation and excellent crocodile uh, and excellent behavior. It's pretty well done. Yeah, check it out sometime. Fine. I know it's in, I don't know how people feel about it, but I like the movie Lake Placid. Solely <laughs> that because, movie was funny. Yeah, well, I, solely because of, why can I not think of that actor's name? Oh, yeah. The woman from, like, Leave it to Beaver or whatever, right? Yeah. And Jean her coughing up a storm. Yes. <laughs> that, I think that was the film's main draw, honestly. Yeah. Just watching her cussing out the sergeant. I mean, that was just great. And then feeding live chickens to the alligator because it was her pet. Alligators are pretty awesome. Yeah, they are. They seem to be bouncing around all over the place. Uh, isn't that the purview of Tigers? Oh, yeah. Bouncing here and there and everywhere. Well, if you want high adventure, that's beyond compare. They are the gummy bears. <laughs> Dashing and daring, courageous and caring. 
I've been watching some old uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation generation recently. Depending on I'm how old, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm surprised at how much I'm enjoying it. It's been a lot of fun. Well, that's why I was saying depending on how old, because I don't know what season you're in, but very first couple. I'm uh, working my way up into the second season. Now. Uh, second season's better than first season. I just God, first season is just so. It has moments of awesome ideas, but I don't know. It's hard for me because I'm much more of an original series guy. I just prefer. We them. just skipped right to the. I just skipped right to season three when I started watching Star Trek again. Mm-hmm. Next generation. I don't know what. I'm, Star I'm, Trek I'm much more. I am. I am a rather rebellious Trek fan because I think that everybody talks about how Gene Roddenberry's vision is so great, and my thing is Gene Roddenberry's vision was greatest when it was constrained by the network into making it actually. A good show. <laughs> Thank you. I wasn't going to say that, but that's kind of what my mind was better. thinking. What? The limitations always make you better creatively. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that too much of a hammer? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I like the next. I like D Space Nine, and I like Next Gen to a degree. But my problem is that it's all that idea that the human race we don't have any more conflict. We have no. There's no. You know, he wouldn't let him write scenes where the characters were in conflict with each other, and I just think that's just, that's just, why? It's human nature. Yeah, exactly, that's not gonna, I mean, his thing, well, we've evolved past that. We've evolved to become boring? I mean, that's kind of what... Well, that's why all that, all that nice, safe utopia is way over there on Earth, which is why out in the dangerous frontier they need psycho, you know, psychopaths like uh, Jim Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> you are always going to get... This. Uh, you're you're protecting these sooner or later. But yeah. that, that's what I love about the original series, and I love it about the new movie, movies, is that, man, when it's, there are times when Kirk and Bones would get into All Out. I mean, you in some episodes, early episodes of original series, it wouldn't have been surprising if they came to blows. They'll like, I mean, well, that's a little extreme, but they do get into some serious shouting matches a couple times. They just disagree on, and they're having they're having an out right there in in his office or wherever. Mm-hmm. Like Bones, and no uh, yeah, and they go to they have shore leave. They get drunk. They get into bar brawls. Wouldn't see any of that crap going on in next. Well, like you said, unless unless they're not dealing with Starfleet, that they're dealing outside. I don't of, like. So I don't like next gen. Next yeah. gen is like too. Everyone's everything's so black and white and clean. That's why I like D Space Nine. And and that's why I like D Space Nine, where bar. things are a little, little grittier. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but yeah, Deep Space Nine. Uh, Picard is such like he's the calm, perfect, always rational guy. It's like, oh come on, just punch a dude. <laughs> well, he did, and then he got that that, that he whatever happened to his heart. So I like when Cisco. Yeah, that's true. That's why I like when Cisco punched uh, Q. Picard never hit me. I'm not good. Picard. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I find their fun is just I like I think of them almost separately, like not even really as part of a series. You know, I don't expect continuity or anything like that. I just think of them as like kind of space stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that, and that that's been working for me. And I apologize. Originally, when it was on, I didn't like it. But I do apologize to you. I just realized I kind of rained on your parade there. You just talked about how you're enjoying it, and I just decided to tell you all about why I no, thought you, it sucked. So I, you talked about your opinion, and I talked about my <laughs> opinion. That's okay. You're grown ups. <laughs> can have differences of opinion. <laughs> Next Generation's got so many stories that are just pure allegory that don't make yeah. sense if you stop to think about them for five minutes. Exactly. Just, and that's fine, but that's why I liked original... I mean, original series had a lot of allegory, too, but that's why I liked uh, Enterprise a lot, I think, is because it was actually just some pulp sci-fi adventure. Yeah, well, that's why I like original series. Same thing to me. Yeah. 
Is it that's and I swear I need like, to get my hands on. Um, what do you mean this culture speaks nothing but like they only speak in references to parables? You know how do you tell those parables in the first place? <laughs> the language structure doesn't work. The Somebody in Nazi planet. How do you even tell the story about so and so on Tanagra if you can only speak about things in reference? Well, I think the idea yeah, is too. that at one point they had a language. In fact, I think they going. I, I know you're probably not wanting an actual answer to this question, but I think. <laughs> ahead, tell me what episode it was in. It was in, it's in Zarmok. It's the same episode, Smathas. They go into details about how the language they they used to have a language, and in the language, presumably, is when they when they learned when those events took place, and they told the stories, and eventually it got to the point where the language died, but the references remained, and that's why they had the. Uh, although, in that sense, why it why language? it would happen was, that way is kind of stupid. Why would a language die, but the references? Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Now for my next magical trick. What the fuck? <laughs> I do love that episode, though. The language died. <laughs> Poor Data keeps you know, working long and hard to develop human emotions. Apparently all he has to do is program a hologram to have human emotions, and it works perfectly. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Duh. You didn't know that? You know, that's a good point. How come doctor, the doctor on Voyager can have no problem having emotions? I'll give him because a write-off because it takes place so many years after Data, so it's like, okay, tech is advanced. But Not that long things like Mor- Things like Moriarty on the holodeck. I mean, I, had, I have to admit, I have to, well, what about, like, God, I think it was in, like, season one, uh, that one, like, little alien race hijacked the Enterprise's computer oh, yeah. to save their race. Minuet. And then, yes, you know, the sexy hologram ultimate woman on the holodeck. That, that was a good show, but I think it could have been trimmed down by about 15 minutes. Because, all right, we get the point. She's a hologram that you guys are all going gaga over. Can we move on to the story, please? My problem with Data was they never could make up their minds how they wanted him to be. Some episode, depending on who was writing the story from week to week, it seemed like some episodes he didn't have emotions at all, and and he could never be human, and it would show, like the one where he tried to have a relationship. It basically showed that all he could do was to imitate human behavior. But then you have another episode... The one where he gets kidnapped, where they... You know what? I'm not sure. Oh, a weapon fires when he's in transport, and and they beam him up right as he was presumably about to kill this guy. But, of course, they leave you the out. Commander, there was a phaser firing when we transported you up. Perhaps something occurred in transport, sir. And that's how they ended. Was he lying? Was he... Well, not lying. He well, just yeah, said perhaps. he swore the whole time. But did he, Well, that's true. He did say, I'm fine. Apparently... Um, and then he also has a facial twitch, so you can see that that's just the rioters going, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. It's just the rioters having fun. When you're dealing with and a character, it, though, that kind of bugs me. It's like, make me, there, there should be a, a singular vision for a character that says whether or not he is fighting a losing battle to try to become more human, or if he actually could. You know what kind of bugged the hell out of me? And, again, <laughs> you, you, you guys are the, well... Eric, you're the Star Trek guy. Oh, God. Not when you get into Voyager. Right. Just saying. It's not Voyager. Do you remember <laughs> the episode where everybody got drunk? Uh, that was... Which... Next Gen or original series? Actually... Next... Next... Uh, that would be the Naked Now. Right? That was the second episode yeah. or the... Yeah. Yeah. Where and, and Data, Data got, got it on. And, yeah, and Data got drunk. <laughs> Fully proficient. Explain that to me. Well, it wasn't yeah, actually... It doesn't down there, but... 
The the problem I think a lot of people have is they think of Star Trek as taking place within an internally consistent universe with maybe a Bible that writers were referring to. <laughs> they clearly weren't. They were just making up whatever they wanted. But they were. They had a writer's. I don't know if you're joking or not. They had a writer's Bible that yep. they had to refer to for the for the characters and stuff like that. So they did well, have they a clearly didn't. Well, they, or well, it was <laughs> very short. Like Commander Riker is a giant who climbs over chairs, and that's it. I, mean, I, I, I don't know if you. <laughs> I don't know I've if you know that this video. Yeah. But to sit chair, to sit in a chair, this man just walks over the back of the chair. <laughs> He's so big that his easy yeah, solution is simply to step over the back of a chair and sit down. I watched the super cut of that. It's crazy. Now you can't unsee it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I noticed it one time, and then I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, someone put together like a two-minute supercut of of Riker sitting down and just throws his leg over yeah, the back like of the chair ev- every damn time. <laughs> and that partly tall, because of she's just like, the blocking what? consideration, as well as the fact that he is very tall. <laughs> yeah, she's like, watch how he handles chairs. I'm like, what do you mean how he handles chairs? And then I saw it in an episode, and I was like, holy shit, that guy is big. He has that, and Picard has the thing where he can't seem to stop pulling down on his uniform. Jonathan Frakes, six four. Good God. That's pretty big. He's not, yeah, it's not huge, but it's pretty. That's as tall as that's a tall dude. That's yeah. that's the same height that Conan O'Brien is, and I think Will Smith or Will Matt Smith. I know taller dudes, and they don't sit down like that. Yeah. It must just be an idiosyncrasy he picked up. Well, he's not. He, I'm, I'm assuming it's partially a blocking thing too, where they're not supposed to move the furniture for. Mm. So if they have to take a second shot, it's not suddenly three feet to the left. Mm. So he's like, all right, well, fuck it, I'll just step and over. And he can't slide around it like <laughs> the other guys. So, we're, no, we're so he's taller than he's taller than Michael Dorn. That that surprises me because I always picture Worf as this big. I think they guy. shoot him that way too, but I think he's Michael Dorn like, is also six four. Oh, there you go. Okay. I'm like, this dude just because a Klingon, man. He is a big guy. <laughs> Michael Dorn is also 6'4", and that's not including, one presumes, two inches of forehead. That, yeah. <laughs> that is one thing I will give Next Gen, is they definitely fleshed out the Klingons in a way that had not Literally. heretofore been... Put on bumps. Been, been done. Seen that one coming. <laughs> yeah, my biggest gripe about Star Trek is that all the aliens were freaking humanoid, or at least well, 90% yeah, dude, of them. what do you expect? Well, the, the uh, ants, I, mean, I, can't, I think as Rick Berman said, we'll fix that when they start getting actors who aren't humanoid. Yeah, yeah. wow. It's a valid vibe. There's only so much money, man. I know. Well, and Babylon 5 tried to change that, but it looked so hokey because they were working on a shoestring budget that they cut the character after a couple of uh, episodes. Same problem with the Undine in the uh, in Voyager. We're all CGI, but they look terrible. Farscape, Farscape did as best as they can because they had Muppets they could use, and yeah. even then yeah. they still they, kind of fell back because it does, does get expensive. Some were kind of cheesy. Yeah. Some were awesome. Rigel was, was awesome. Pilot looks great. Rigel looked great, and they had some background... Animal, you know, pretty oh, yeah. there. And Zan was kind of hot. Zan was wicked hot. <laughs> How would you know, dude? I mean, I, I don't know visually, but man, any did she have a great who voice gets or orgasms what? from absorbing starlight is hot in in my book. I'm just you know, wait, you mean you don't that, get uh, orgasms from starlight? No, I, I don't. I'm afraid I don't have that. How do you get your orgasms? <laughs> That's a whole different uh, no, discussion. No, explain this to me in detail. <laughs> I, I don't keep, think I, I keep will. forgetting that Al is just a visitor here. He's, God damn it! <laughs> no, it's an a, he's an AI. It's actually AI, not AL. Well, he's an AI. Well, he's an AI visitor. <laughs> who gets hey, who, from Starlight, like, like any decent civilized being. 
Virginia Hay played Zan. Uh, she was a Bond girl. And she was yes, also she was. The fem- she's the female warrior in Mad Max on the good guys scene. Oh, cool. I don't she think was a Bond girl line. in the first and best Timothy Dalton movie. She's in Living Daylights. Yes. She's a very attractive woman. I think Timothy Dalton is a very underrated Bond, but that's just my own. I like opinion. Timothy Dalton. Man, I don't even remember. Was he one of those Bonds who was in for like one He was in two movie movies. It, so. Nope, two. And then they stopped yeah. making him for a while. They replaced him with Pierce Bronson. Yep. Him and Pierce Bronson oh, yeah. look a lot alike. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah, they're yeah. They, I, I always thought they looked a lot alike. Just that kind of chiseled, fairly thin, black-haired British dude look. Chin like a tiny butt. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah, I think so. Actually, cliff chins always make me think of that. I'm like, e, you got a butt on your face. Yeah, actually, yeah. God, now I'm looking on back side to side here. Yeah, even I mean, not so much to nowadays, but back in there, <laughs> both playing Bond. But even nowadays, they don't look too... They've got the same breeding, apparently. Requirement for Bond, you must have a butt on your face. They're both six foot two. No, they're no Jonathan oh, Frakes. Pierce Bronson's Irish. There you go, I didn't know that. Pierce Bronson Remington Steele, and I can't remember... And I think oh, Timothy guy, Dalton. Yeah. I believe Timothy Dalton played the Prince of Arborea in Flash Gordon. He also played the main no. Neville Sinclair yeah. in yeah, The Rocketeer. And I believe he yeah, played Rassilon in, in uh, the recent... Doctor Who series. Oh, cool. Huh. Okay, yeah. I always thought Pierce Brosnan was the guy from Remington Steel. He is the guy so from Remington Steel. I guess they said that, yeah. That Pierce Bronson oh. is the guy from Remington Steel. I thought you said Timothy Dalton was. I'm sorry. No, Timothy Dalton was from uh, Flash Gordon. Gotcha. Yeah, he That's does have that look. sci-fi action. Yeah, that is fun. Yeah, I need, to, I need to get that movie at some point. Even though there are plenty of flaws with it, it's still a damn fun... Who cares? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those movies where it's like, fuck it, all right, just let it go. That's how I feel about Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. That movie is just quintessential pulp goodness as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's a load of fun. Yeah, and I wish they'd made more. I don't know, I guess it didn't do well enough for them to make more, or they just didn't want to go through the arduous and laborious task of... Of, of making a second one because the yeah I think the, the filming technique is what killed that yeah one. I think so it's too bad too just make a make another one just using conventional well then it wouldn't be I don't know wouldn't have the same look I tried doing a Flash Gordon series on sci-fi several years back yeah but that was that was crap it was not even yeah. real. they they tried let's update this and make it more contemporary yeah. no what are you doing you know what Flash Gordon like needs more X Files conspiracy that's what X Files <laughs> yeah no. <laughs> No, Flash no. Gordon not that. Flash Gordon needs a big blonde guy willing to whip the shit out of anybody. All right, and it needs rockets. Needs. They have these Stargate-like the portals that they went through. No, 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 no. What? No sword fights on top of spaceships? No, no, that's awesome. No, they didn't have sword fi- in Gold Lemay. <laughs> in, in the in the Flash Gordon sci-fi series, if I understand, if I remember correctly. They didn't use rocket ships. They had these, like, if he, when he went to another planet, it was, like, through these portals, like Stargate, kind of. Yeah, these rocket, oh, in, the, in that TV show, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. They had Crap. Star, yeah, okay. they had, like, they had like slider gates or stargates, whatever you want to call them. Sliders. Not that rocket ships, like God intended. That's right, damn it. Get on the, at least flying saucer. You know, give me something. So, yeah, you. exactly. Speaking of giving you something. Oh, There's so many places you can go with that. There are so many places I could go with it. Namely, yes. into the Starlight. apparently. <laughs> All aboard the Starlight Express. <laughs> wow. Okay, there goes that musical. <laughs> you mean here comes that musical? Oh, God. Let's just stop this now. 
<laughs> I've heard that Starlight. before. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, man. So, what do you guys think you want to ask, Dresden? Real quick, before we before we, we cease the banter, have you all seen the uh, Ron Moore Battlestar Galactica? Huh? Oh, the the shitty one for Facebookers that was recent? The shitty one for With what's his name, Edward James Almos? And... Yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, you know my opinion. <laughs> you just heard it. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I think it's full of the kind of stuff that teenagers think is deep. Well, I liked the first, I saw the first couple seasons, and then I started, I had already started buying the, because I didn't see it when it ran, I, I, I would get the DVDs and then watch them, and then I stopped watching, but I kept buying the season sets, so I have the whole series, but I've heard the finale, the, like, the finale kind of ruins it, and I'm just, I, I realize ultimately I'm going to have to watch it and make my own decision, but I'm just, was curious as to you guys' thoughts, because you're all people I respect, so. I've read about it, I've read about the finale, what happened. Basically, from my understanding, it falls into two camps. One camp says it ended kind of like Neo, Neo Je- Genesis of Evangelion. I can't even pronounce the fucking manga. <laughs> that doesn't help me anyway because I don't know what that is. Well, it basically makes no goddamn sense whatsoever. Hmm. And it takes a whole bunch of running plots, ends them in like five, ten minutes. Oh, God. And completely forgets its own continuity. <laughs> That's one camp. <laughs> what? Yeah. In God's name is the other camp. The other camp is, fuck it, this show's brilliant, it's always brilliant. Ah. Where basically it's like, you know, they could have put a guy like naked riding a chicken covering himself with ketchup and they would have said it was still brilliant. So, I would watch that show. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I would not watch that show. <laughs> as long as it was Timothy Dalton or Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> or Daniel Craig. Okay, well, uh, naked Wait, Daniel Boone? Daniel, uh, he's dead. Daniel Boone was a man. And a man big with old a man. plan? Yes, a big man. <laughs> I heard he killed him a bear when he was only three. That's Davy Crockett. Oh, that was Davy Crockett. For God's sake. Get your goddamn <laughs> cowboys <laughs> right. Kick your ass. <laughs> and really, that should be sealed him a bar when he was only three. Because that's apparently Davey. how he wrote it. Yeah, well. Well, how are you? Well, how are you? How are you feeling, uh, Al? If you if you want, uh, well, like I just said, I mean, if you if you're I in a mood, I'm, I was in a mood. Having a little bit of small talk is nice. My second cup of coffee has kicked in. Okay, I just so. for the record, I wasn't going to say let's bow out for the night. I was going to say if you, I was going to suggest wushu as an alternative if you didn't feel like running anything, but you do, so that's fine. I nope, nope, I'm good. It out there. Okay, got some coffee in me. Had a chance to chat with some friends, you know, that makes a lot of stuff better. And then and then you decided to Skype in here. With you guys. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I was talking with my buddies in Syria. Remarkably clear <laughs> Skype connections. I was going to say, I have that effect on my students, too, you know. They're all happy they come in and say, oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be a teacher, you have to have a certain amount of sadism. Yes, just a little bit. And a certain amount of yeah. impervious hide as well, I would think. Well, you know, the more they sweat in the classroom, the less they bleed out in the real world, so it's okay. In theory. I just love I it when I get closest. students fresh out of high school. I just love it when a plan comes together. I love it when I get students fresh out of high school. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> that was Are we going gross. back to the whole Starlight discussion? <laughs> going back to it, I don't think you ever left it. First yeah, star I tonight, oh my. <laughs> well, I start right, first star I see tonight. 
<laughs> wish I'd be, wish I'd bite. <laughs> I will have the wish I make tonight. <laughs> oh, maybe I should watch that show sometime. It's a good show. Maybe. It's kind of, it, as the seasons progress, it gets more and more fucked up. But in, not in a bad way, it's just, I mean, they put the main character through the ringer, and you're just like, Jesus Christ, oh. how much more can this, it's kind of like the Dresden Files. Yeah. They put him through hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. Hey, speaking of the just Dresden absolute. Files, and more and more shit being piled on, I think that's right. pretty much what was happening to you guys. I'm trying to remember, because we ended the last session so abruptly, because... Yeah, of, it ended, uh, said, you know, kind of... Kind of at a weird place. I hope your basement's okay. It's fine. It was the bathroom and my daughter learning the concept of taking a shower and keeping the shower lining inside the tub. Uh, I occasionally still have problems with that, so I empathize. As do I. It kind of sneaks out on you sometimes. Yeah. I can swear I had that in. For specifically that reason. These days what? I, I actually have a door. I chose a door for my shower instead of a curtain I for would, exactly that reason. I would love to do that, but I'm not sure what's involved if you have an already built shower. I don't know if you can... I don't know. I think you have to build a new one. I don't yeah, know. Screw that. I have the yep. I have the construction ability of a cat, so... Hello, welcome back to our show. Thank you. Is everybody else back? I don't think so. Well. Okay, first of all, Al, I say this with the utmost affection, you're a prick. Yes, I am. (laughs) I thought you'd feel that way. Now, I had that (laughs) goddamn song, which I hate, stuck in my fucking head. What, the the convoy song? No, no, that would be my own fault. I'm the one that... No, he made the comment about, I decided long ago never to, I think you were, were you gone for that? He was gone yes. for that, I think. Yeah. yeah. Never to walk in anyone's yeah, shadow. Sorry, dude. And Okay. I had to, I, I had to, uh, I had to do what, what I always do when I get a song I don't want stuck in my head, which is to Listen sing, to it. sing Amazing, God no, kill me. Oh, okay. Sing Amazing Grace to the tune of Gilligan's Island. Oh, that works, yeah. And that seems to just be a nice palate cleanser and I can. See, that yeah, used to be- it totally works. When I was in grad school, that used to be a challenge. I mean, like, all the grad students would sit around and try to find the worst possible song to get stuck in somebody else's head. We used to do the worst songs to strip to. <laughs> I would think Sesame Street would fall pretty strongly in that category. Yeah, that'd be pretty bad. Because um, <laughs> yeah. that's just disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Or the theme to Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It's a beautiful oh, yeah. day in the neighborhood. Woo! Beautiful day for a neighbor. <laughs> One of my favorite ones was um, Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. Which is actually appropriate for most strip clubs, which are tempest to sadness. Yes, but then yeah. the, then there's the line, don't blow your head. I don't okay. know. That has strange meanings when you're talking about stripping. Uh, my when you're watching someone strip. Discussion. My personal favorite was Baby Beluga, worst song to strip to. I've never even heard. What the hell? The Rappy song? Rappy. Yeah. I was going to say banana phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. Take it Whoa. off. <laughs> My wife has danced to a number of funny songs. Uh, she does white. She does, has a set that's got white nerdy from Weird Al Yankovic. She does quite a lot. 
see. I mean, that one I could see somebody stripping to. You know, she's done a number of Bloodhound Gang songs. Oh, they are funny. <laughs> I didn't know. Are they? I didn't even know they were still around. I thought they just had but the one. I, oh. I honestly don't know. They had. They we've got their album or uh. something. So. You're pretty when I'm drunk. By the Bloodhound Gang was a song playing when I told my wife I loved her for the first time. <laughs> That's. Strangely disturbing and romantic at the same time. Just it just so happened what was playing at the time when we were hanging out. It's a sweet moment marred by the when I immediately pointed that out about a couple minutes later. So you know, I pretty much yeah. was playing, and now that's what we'll always remember it as. Like, God damn it! I would love it if you would have made that the song that you did your first. Five minutes earlier, or five minutes later, when uh, Mazzy Star was playing or something. At least it wasn't kiss me where or kiss kiss me where it smells funny. <laughs> <laughs> 